intense, thrilling, electrifying sport on the planet. Mixed Martial Arts. You've been looking for the definitive podcast to call your new home to hear everything about it. The search is over. This is the MMA Anomaly Show. No filter. Bringing you the hottest MMA breakdowns straight from the heart of the octagon. This show is all about MMA breakdowns for fans by fans. We're talking UFC, MMA, and the occasional big boxing match. We'll bring our unique take on how these fights are going to play out and who we think are the best bets. Welcome to the MMA Anomaly Show. No filter. And now your hosts, Olin. A.K.A. MMA Anomaly and Emiliano, A.K.A. Jive Turkey Nano. What is up, fight fans? Welcome back to another episode of the MMA Anomaly Show. No filter. I'm your host, Olin, A.K.A. MMA Anomaly. With me, as usual, is the co-host with the most. You know who I'm talking about. Jive Turkey, a.k.a. Live Jive. But you might notice there's a new fresh face with us. Uh, it's a little bit covered up, but he's still here, folks. Talking about Mad Max Meridian, special co-host of the day. How we doing, brother? What up, man? Appreciate you having me. How are you guys doing? Oh, man, another beautiful day in paradise. How you doing, Nano? Best believe, best believe. I'm good to be back, man. And we got the trio. We got uh, a little menage a trois going on here. I'm feeling good, brother. Nice and relaxed off after the Mexico trip. Got to see some family. Speak a little Spanish, eat some Mexican food, lay by the beach, a lot of cervezas. It's muy bien. Que bueno. But uh, <laughs> glad go. to be back, Fresh brother. On the Spanish as well, huh? You know, you know, got to learn a little something, something. Motivated to really uh, fine-tune it before the wedding. So that'll be maybe a little thing you'll see maybe sprinkled in on top of all the other singing and, and other things we keep, uh, you know, we keep surprising y'all with here on this show. So and always something new, baby. You know, baby, you know. I did have a little too much spice one of the nights. My stomach was, oof. We can leave that for maybe after the episode, but boy, oh, boy. From the floor, as they say. Oh, yeah. They say. Love that. Well, um, welcome back to another episode. As you all probably know, there is no UFC card this week, which is kind of a bit of a bummer, but that's okay. That's okay. Um, We're still happy. We got our guy Nano back, and you know you love to see it. And uh, we have more than enough to go over and talk about to keep us busy, folks. So today's show is going to be a little bit different. Instead of breaking down fights that have already happened or fights that we know are going to happen, for that matter, instead we've got something a little bit different planned for you guys. We're actually going to go through and talk about the way we anticipate the structure of UFC 300 being. Um, Originally, the concept was going to be us just flat-out building a UFC 300 card, but they announced a lot of official fights in the last, like, (laughs) handful of days since we talked about this so um i digress we will uh go through our picks for you know maybe a a dream fight or two that we wish would sneak its way onto the card as well as uh our structuring of the card and then after that what i'm really excited about is uh going through international fight week picks uh so we are going to go through international fight week 2024 anticipation picks uh, AKA the fights that we are most excited to see on the card folks. So without further ado, we are going to go ahead and jump right on into things. Um, I say we let the new guy, Mad Max lead us in. What is on your list to start off UFC 300? Oh my God. 
so do you want me to start off with a, a dream fight to start it off here? Or are we talking like the actual structure of the card that's already established? Oh, brother. I, I mean, you know what? Let's just fucking start off with a bang. Why don't we start off with a dream fight, my guy? Oh, my God. I I'm still okay. So I've been I've been banging the drum for this one, and I've been looking at the card today, kind of you know doing a little salivating over what's already established. But then I couldn't help but notice that there's no welterweight fights on here, not one established yet. I'm going with the old Sean Brady Shavkat matchup. I still want it. I've been talking about this one for a couple weeks now. Um, I think grappling-wise, the the matchup's exciting. You've got a guy in Sean Brady who's obviously got a like pretty pretty fundamental jujitsu style. He's got good wrestling, and then you have Shavkat doing like these weird, unconventional things, like the shit that he pulled off on Jeff Neal with like the hip and the crazy like it wasn't even really an RNC, like it was kind of across his jaw, and he just like just big brothered him. So yeah, I think dream matchup. I'm gonna start off with that one. That's a banger. That's a banger. That's definitely a matchup we'd all want to see, right? I mean, uh, Sean Brady's only kink in his armor was against uh, Bilal, who's humming right now, unfortunately. And uh, I don't know if you saw Sean Brady's episode on Joe Rogan, but he just was a little off. Just wasn't able to get it done. Some other things going on as well, but he's dialed in, ready to go, man. He's so strong. And he has some of the best merch I've seen, too. I also want to get one of his shirts. It's a grit and guillotines, and he has like a cool little logo on the back. But, um, yeah, man, that'd be an exciting matchup. Shafkat to Daug. That can be something that, you know, they're both, I'm assuming, healthy. I know, well, Shafkat did have an injury when he fought Wonder Boy. So, who knows where his actual status is there. That would be nice to confirm. But, boy, would that be a treat for uh, UFC 300. That's a, that's a good dream matchup. And it's realistic, too. That dream can actually become a reality. Wouldn't be mad about it. Neither would I, and it looks like I just found out how to uh, zoom out a little bit. Sorry, sorry. What was that, Max? <laughs> no, I was just thinking. I think you're right on the injury thing, and now that you say that, I I had actually forgotten about that. It makes me wonder how long he's going to be like sidelined with that. If he had, if he had to have surgery, I mean, I'm, I'm assuming he had it probably right after the fight, so maybe he's already better than we thought. But yeah, how quick can he get back into a training camp or back into uh, you know, f back into a full go? We'll, we'll have to wait and see. But that is. That's a dream one. I like it. Like your style, brother. I appreciate it. 300's in April, right? Mid-April, something like that? A April 13th, day after April my birthday. birthday. Okay. Nice. That's easy to remember then. <laughs> <laughs> um, you come you come for the MMA stuff. But you stay for the dancing and songs. Uh, so my pick is, uh, we're starting off with dream picks, obviously, right? Uh, so... Instead of going with the the one that's already on the beaten path, we're gonna go off the beaten path, so to speak, and uh, we're gonna throw a little little fork in the road here, folks. Uh, we're gonna keep one half of a of a fight that's on UFC 300 and Jim Miller. We're gonna replace Bobby Green, though. Much as I love the guy, um, had the pleasure of meeting him twice, both times he was a pleasure. Um, I'm pretty sure he flipped off the camera both times when I took a selfie with him. Good times. Uh, gonna go ahead and replace him with Takanori Gomi. Ooh. I think Takanori Gomi versus Jim Miller is just got fireworks written all over it, man. Um, <laughs> That's hilarious. My opening note here. I don't know if you can read that. Jim I, can't, Miller, I can't read it. It says Jim Miller opening fight change is my very first note is to change that matchup. Let's go. That's hilarious. Oh, 
Yeah, I just am not. I'm not thrilled with that matchup. Takanori Gomi is a sick pick there. That's that's wild. You know what I'm saying? I feel I feel like that's the move, man. I don't know. I don't know, dude. I don't know. I thought a realistic one might be Patty, like especially with the star power behind him and shit. Like I don't like Patty, but I think the name and everything, the matchup there, like that's actually a favorable matchup for Jim Miller too. Give him a good win at 300 over somebody with like some draw who's kind of. You know, got a fan base behind him. Bobby Green is known in the in the real fans, but I don't know that he's that well known with the casual community compared to right. Like I agree. Like I completely agree with that. Um, and with that being said, uh, should we should we do it like fantasy draft style and just like go back and forth across the line? Might as well, yeah. Keep it moving. Cool, cool, cool. So, but... um, I mean. That's the case. Then I went last this time, so I go first this next time. Um, first real match, not going to be super exciting. Not going to steal any steam from anybody. Um, if I'm just stacking the order of UFC 300 based on what we already see that they have, because I know that it's not really listed in the correct order on Google right now, um, I think Jim Miller versus Bobby Green is probably going to start off that card. Realistically, I think they would want to start it off with some some legends. Uh, and I think they wouldn't have set that fight up if they didn't think that both of these guys were legends with a little bit of the dog in them. Um, so, I mean, realistically, why wouldn't they set that up to start off the main card? You just know it's going to start off as a banger if you've got that go. That's not a bad choice. That's not a bad choice, Morella. I do like it. And to the similar point to you, I, I felt like uh, that'd be a good prelim main event potentially for maybe all of the casuals or people that are going to have it on TV and give people a reason to tune in for the, the main event, um, kind of give Jim Miller his, uh, time or, you know, the opportunity to kind of be the prelim main event was who I, um, have slotted in that, uh, spot there. But to kick off the main car would be pretty good as well. But man, I guess unless they do six fights, I can, I can squeeze that in there, but boy, oh boy, there's like so many good fights to choose from. It's really hard for me to to put that in that top five or six. I do like your style, brother. Honestly, he deserves all the credit. I mean, he's an absolute legend, Hall of Famer. I mean, you, maybe you should give him that benefit of the doubt. Um, throw him a point or two from the pay per view, but uh, no. In all reality, I think that's a good one. And um, yeah, I, I didn't really have like a dream um, fight per se. I know I kind of got skipped over there, but it's fine because yeah, I, I really didn't have much. I, I the one I do want to see, but it, it just feels like it's going to end up being an international fight week. But to get Connor and Michael Chandler official and announced on that 300 card would make it have all the star power, power it needs. Um, that's kind of a crazy uh, call out or option, as Dana White mentioned on Instagram or at the post fight conference. One of those two. Um so uh, that that would be my dream matchup is that to get announced three hundo that would maybe be the main event or co-main um, automatically. Um, again, Connor and Chandler would be fun. I'm not mad at that. I don't think they'll announce it for three hundred just because Connor said that if it happens, or I mean, not if it happens, he says it is going to happen uh, in June at an international fight week, fight week. <laughs> um, so. You know, we'll have to see if he stays true to that. Dana's already debunked it, though, and said that he, until he announces that it's not true. Um, we'll see. 
Mad Max, what's the real fight that's starting off UFC 300, brother? Oh, man. So the Jim Miller fight, I kind of agree with your placement. So when I first initially looked at this, I was thinking he should be, uh, actually what, what Nana was saying there with the the headline of the prelims, like the premier little spot there. Uh, but then you start looking at the rest of it, and it's like, ooh, compared to some of these other people, I don't Again, you're not. It's not like you're snubbing anybody with the positioning here. It's just that the card is so stacked. It's like, where do you put? Where do you put everybody at? Um, so to start to start the prelims there, yeah, I think you could go Jim Miller or maybe uh, with Bobby Green, or if if we could get that that Gomi matchup, I would kind of prefer. I prefer the old swap if we could do that. That'd be all right. You mean to to start the main card? Oh, I, th- I thought we were starting with the prelims. My bad. Oh shit! To start the prelims of three hundred, holy I shit! I skipped all the way back. I skipped all the way back. My bad. We're My guy, hold on. If, maybe I didn't look at the card, dude. It's it's there's ten fights already, something like that. I was going through and doing the whole thing. I'm sorry. I mean, no, no, you're you're fine. I mean, there's definitely some stacked fights, but on my in my opinion, I feel like. I'm doing my no, dream Calvin, match up in that spot. Calvin Cater, Aljamain Sterling. That's arguably uh that's who I have as a prelim main event. If that's not headliner. That's literally what I have as a prelim headliner. Yeah, opinion. if not Bobby Green, Jim Miller, those are my two options. So and I can before that I've got Davis and Figueredo versus Cody Garrett. I don't think that's a main card fight. Mm-mm. No, that's not. The co main I had, and it's only because they just announced it, but Maybe we're, maybe we're going to be on the same page here, Max, but I think I was going to put Holly Holmes versus Kayla Harrison debut in the go. UFC at 135. <laughs> and you got to assume she's going to get the uh, championship uh, contend- contender fight right after this if she beats Holly Holmes for whoever has the belt at the time. I don't know, man. Might be an introduction there. Get the whole world to see her on a public stage before the actual main pay-per-view. I think this is going to be our first major disagreement. I've got I've got a, a oh. major twist on this where uh, I don't even have Holly Holm versus uh, old PFL champion herself. Oh, wait. <laughs> That's the thing, I, huh? I don't think Kayla Harrison makes 155. Or sorry, 155. <laughs> she makes yeah, 155. Yeah. Sure, for sure. Um, I don't Hopefully think she makes 135 right out the gates. So what, what I think happens is uh, I think for undisclosed reasons, this fight gets pushed back to 301. Um, Ooh, I just I, I realistically think that may. Don't you put that evil on me, Ricky Bobby? I'm being I'm just being honest, bro. I have this. I have, this, I have a similar me? thing about IFW too. Like, ah, uh, yeah, you never know. You know like, you These things happen. Like Cancellations always it's happen. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't, you don't have to like me for you to agree with me. Like, I love you, bro. I'm just trying to be real. Like, no, I don't okay. think Kayla Harrison makes 135. I mean, that's a quick turnaround. And she literally, like, said on the Helwani show what seems like not that long ago. And I quote, you would have to cut off both of my legs for me to hit 135. Um, Her words. Unless she's going to beat Holly home without legs. I don't know that it's going to happen, folks. Hey, let me let me tell you, though. She did post that picture with Dustin. She looked decent. She looked skinnier. She didn't look like yeah, huge. Dustin's also out of camp. He's probably 180 fucking pounds right now. They look the same size, my guy. Oh, like, I mean, I yeah, we put that way. She looks yeah, yeah. slim in that picture, but if you put like if you put me next to my nephew, I look like fucking Hulk Hogan. If you put me next to Hulk Hogan, I look like my nephew. <laughs> <laughs> That's why it's it's very important when you like look at who they're standing next to. It can drastically change the way that they look. 
Um, well, she does look pretty shredded. I mean, or like buff. I mean, all the above. I mean, like her, it's, her it's, arms look significantly smaller in that picture. I'll give her that. But she's also wearing a black t-shirt, black pants. Like she's wearing baggy dark clothes. It's baggy. Yeah. That picture can be very, very deceiving. Um, we've seen pictures like that of Conor McGregor where he looks super thin. And then we see him walking down the strip the next day and he looks fucking puffier than Sylvester Stallone in fucking First Blood, bro. <laughs> there you go. I'm not trying to be a dick. I'm just trying to keep it real. <laughs> I've been wondering ever since that fight got announced. I'm like, God, I don't know about that. They better have I don't, a I'd like, or something. Yeah. If she makes weight, I don't. I'm concerned with how she's gonna look. I feel like she's going to be extremely drained. I want Holly to head kick another judoka, man. I want to repeat. I, I want. I want the opposite. And maybe it'll oh, take. I'll, I'll, I'll take the dream. I'll take the dream scenario. Oh, okay. I'll the dream scenario. I got. I, I want Kayla Harrison to come out there and just slobber knocker, get a, a dominant fucking grappling win over Holly Holm. And then get on the mic and call out Amanda Nunez. Oh. And then have Amanda Nunez come back for International Fight Week. And uh, she blasts Amanda Nunez with the same <laughs> thing and avenge Ronda Rousey. My first note for International Fight Week, Kayla wins. <laughs> Amanda comes back International Fight Week. Nice. Damn it. <laughs> We're jumping around, but I love it, man. Hey, that's a good note. That's a good. <laughs> My goodness, with the hive mind. With the hive mind moment. Yeah. <laughs> It just seems like the logical matchup there. It truly, truly does, folks. It truly, truly does. Um, <clears throat> well, we obviously have very, very different um, starters. So, what was your what's your starter for the for the main card here, Matt? For the main card, I was actually thinking with the fan base that this dude is gathering already, it would be a decent little spot to kind of put him in. Maybe controversial. I like the Bo Nickel Cody Brundage matchup to start to start the main pay per view. <sighs> I know people are going to hate on that, but I just I'm, think I'm, the dude's got the fan base. And I'm not mad at it. Can I tell you something? Can I let you in on a little secret? Show. I like it. I have, a, I have a secret. The Bo Show. It is the Bo Show. That's why I have Jim Miller versus Bobby Green starting off UFC 300, followed by Bo Nickel. Ooh. Also a good slot. Well. I, I feel like Bo is the young kid. He's carrying a big fan base, and with another one or two wins, he's in that that conversation. I don't need to even say what it is. You guys know what I'm talking about. He's in that oh, yeah. conversation. Yeah. Um, but f- for that reason, I'm out. I'm out, dog. Call me Randy <laughs> Jackson, your brother, because he's not even in my main event, bro. He's not oh. even my co-prelim main event. That's where I have Bo. Damn. It's laughable. And it's because it's his opponent, bro. I hate to say it. Because you got to be making a fucking bad joke here, kid. Talk to me, Goose. Hey, well, okay, let's, we'll, we'll, we'll discuss, because I have one, two, three, four, five fights in my main event. Do you guys have five as well? I've got five, yeah. Okay, okay. So let me, I'll quickly go over the ones that are left out. Because, yeah, Bo Nickel and Cody Brundage, which I felt honestly might be one of the more disappointing fights that night, potentially. Because it's UFC 300, I have six on there. Okay, then I'll, I I can still add another one and be just fine. <laughs> ah, shit. Okay, well, then I'm maybe if I have to pull from one of these, I'm still not going Bone Cody. I'm not going Cody against Devison Figueroa. Uh, I'm not going Holly Home Kayla. I'm not going Bobby Jim. I'd probably go Aljo Calvin Cater just because Aljo's an ex-champ, honestly. And there's oh. implications on him going up a weight class. If he wins, he's right in the conversation for a belt there. 
and how he looks, obviously, over at Calvin Cater, who is a dog. But that's who I would take. If Bo is finding someone better or ranked, it's automatic. But that's, I don't, Cody Brundage. Cody Brundage hater. Everybody boo this man. <laughs> I kind of am. I kind of am. But it's just it's his company on this card. I, I have to agree. His company on this card is stout. Yeah. He's swimming in a deep ocean here. Like, honestly, as far as name goes, like, I got to agree on that one. But I just yeah. think Bo, Bo overcompensates so much with his name that it's like, all right, that's the spot to put him in. I hear you. But I mean, you know what? It's Bo for show. You already know. Bo for show. I do like Bo for show. And all things considered, I love Bo for show. Bo knows. But what I do know is if they do want to start off this fight card with a bang, they're going to throw on one of the most exciting fights here for the main card opener. 300. I think it's going to be Charles Oliveira, <laughs> Mr. UFC, against the newcomer looking for a title shot against Islam again. I'm talking about Armand Sarukian. I think that's how you start off the card, ladies and gentlemen. I think that's how you start it off. That'd be wild. That'd be fun. You start it off with a bang. Yeah. And that's the UFC guy. UFC kid. Now turned into a man. Now turned into the old wise guy. <laughs> Charles Oliveira. We can see him. That'd be a fun one. So you, so you have that starting off the card, huh? Okay. Mm-hmm. And that's how stacked this card is, yes. I'm not, I'll, 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 may, I'll explain. I'll explain after this because most of the other fights have big implications as well. So, um, I got a message about you on this show, and they said like your catchphrase is "This fight has implications." Mine? Yeah. <laughs> Let's go. Huge implications on this one. Again, I'm like, he's right. <laughs> I'm glad you brought that. I'm glad I was able to remind you there. Hell yeah. Let's go. Uh, this fight has implications. So yeah, you have a catchphrase, bro. That's your that's your uh, beaten potatoes striker. Phrase. <laughs> um, implications. So, yeah. With that being said, um, I've let Mad Max go first. I've gone first. We kind of fucked you with no lube there in the beginning. Sorry about that. Um, why don't you go ahead and go first on what you think should be next after that that card opener, the main card opener? Yeah. What, what is this fight with implications? Now, no, tell us more. Well, it's someone else that is an ex-champ. <laughs> right on cue. We're talking about another ex-champion against a Daug in the division who just really had some unfortunate health injuries. Okay, but we're talking about a division that's needed some some shaking, some rattling of the cage. And we've gotten it recently in the, the prodigy, the, the crazy legend, Alex Poeton, right? He's now in the division. He's a dog. And he may have beat this other dog in Yuri Prohoshka, but he's got another junkyard dog in front of him. Alexander Rakic, ladies and gentlemen. 6'4", 205, 31 years old, in his prime. That's going to be a banger. And that has to be the second fight on this card, ladies and gentlemen. That's my pig. I'm not mad about it. I am definitely not mad about it. Um, I want to see Alexander, man. I want to see him striking with the area. I want to see what Yuri deploys. There's going to be some fun, big leg kicks. These are two big, powerful human beings. Boy, oh boy. I think it's going to be a fun one. I was pulling for him hard in his last fight. I was kind of disappointed with that injury. That uh, sucked. Yeah, sucks. Hopefully, hopefully he's good. I mean, those those kind of injuries too. It worries you about the trajectory of the rest of his career. It's like, are we are we good? Is this altered? Are we going to be the same? 
Is movement going to be compromised now? But uh, like somebody like Yuri, that's not something you don't want that. That's definitely not an issue you want to be worrying about somebody like that. So if you had to pick in that one, who are we going with? Oh, <clears throat> well, you mentioned, huh? Is it going to be like a Weidman situation or Anderson Silva coming back? Are they going to be a little different? Is there going to be a little hitch in his step? Big son of a gun. I, I think I would have to lean Yuri a little bit just because of how he had his chances against Alex. He beat Glover Teixeira in an absolute brawl in uh, uh, basically a murder match um, to the death almost. And he's he's a talented guy. He's an enigma. He's an MMA anomaly in a lot of ways. I, I just I, I love I love him as a fighter. I, I would have to lean him in terms of his skill set. But boy, Alexander Rakic is a dog. I mean, it's just we see the best version of him. I mean, there may not be a lot of humans on this planet that can that can stop that individual. So we'll have to wait and see. But I'm leaning Yuri. I don't know if you guys agree or disagree there, but it's a big one. I'll jump in. I, I disagree. Um, as much as I really like Yuri Prokoska, I think he's fantastic. He's a really fun fighter. The the Bushido code, you know, the whole, the whole samurai gimmick. I love it. Um, but at the same time, I, I'm also here to tell you, like, gimmicks don't win fights. Um, and <clears throat> he is the opposite of a meat and potato striker. Uh, he, the reason I say that is because he leaves a lot of openings when he, when he throws strikes. Uh, he leaves his head on the center line very often. More often than not, his head is left on the center line. Um, he is a Muay Thai coach's absolute worst nightmare. Um, the way that he strikes, the way that he fights... He has a nice flow state, flow state form of fighting. Uh, but with all due respect, he even while in that flow state, in his best version that I've seen of it, he still leaves himself in very, very open positions to be hit. And that just doesn't bode well for me in a matchup against somebody that hits as hard and has as much springy just pop in his movements as somebody whose nickname is a fucking rocket. So um, for that reason, I got Alexander Rockage. I just think that Rockic has better fundamentals. And if push comes to shove and this does become a grappling match, I also think Alexander Rockic has better grappling fundamentals. Max, you, you can correct me if I'm wrong on this one. You obviously know better. I'm not the grappler in the group. Uh, but striking-wise, I hands down would say that Rockic is the more impressive guy. Um, and from what I understand, as far as uh, grappling comprehension, I would say he has a very slight edge there as well. Yeah, I think I would agree with that assessment. I, you always have to add in the little sprinkle of the unpredictable factor that is Yuri. There's there's obviously that, and Alexander has proven to have a, not a compromised chin, but one that's, you can test it a little bit, so I always worry about that, and Yuri's the type that he'll, he'll take one to give one, um, but I would agree, and I think the, so long as the knee injury, uh, you know, isn't, isn't, completely career changing here I, I would lean that way in that fight i mean that the odds reflect that it's a minus 130 right now so that's i think the odds kind of reflect exactly that same sentiment good placement on the card too i'm not mad at it i had somebody different but i'm, I'm not mad at that one who did you have in that spot max let's hear it that's actually where i had the old um max holloway justin gaethje slot there interesting man our cards are so different stacked (laughs) i just it's one that's like 
you know, you, you put a fight on there to launch the card. You, you get the crazy stacked last prelim. You open it up with somebody who you kind of want to give a little star power to. And then you got to give some momentum to the rest of the card. I, yeah, you don't get much more momentum than those two. They're going to go out and beat the shit out of each other. <laughs> like, it's basically a title. It's like an unspoken title there. you got It's the BMF belt, sort of. Like, not really. But it's it's got that kind of spirit to it, I feel like. Um, it is It is so. for the BMF belt, right? I don't know. They didn't have it, it is. the thing. So it is. It is. It is. It's okay, for the BMF cool. yeah. belt, yeah. Well, there you go. Which yeah, is a belt, but not a title. Yeah. Um, and I think this was huge. Just because it has major implications. Um, <laughs> I think that it uh, it really does have major implications, this fight, because what happens if if Max goes out there and beats Justin Gaethje? A, he gets a BMF belt. Cool. Great thing to hang up on the mantle. Um, <laughs> but aside from that, like he gets the opportunity for the first time in BF, BMF belt history and UFC history to unify the BMF belt with the UFC title. Um, that would put him right at the top. Justin Gaethje is ranked number three last time I checked, uh, maybe even number two. So if he gets beaten at number two, you got to think Max Holloway, who has been on the pound for pound 15 list for a long time, um, probably sets himself up for a fucking shot at that guy, uh, Islam Makhachev. And what happens if he goes out there and somehow ends up beating him? Well, the BMF belt gets unified with the lightweight world championship belt of the UFC. That has implications. That has legacy written all over it my guy um so i love that i mean you're absolutely right when you say mad max that you can't think of much other fights that are going to uh build momentum that's a, i mean that's a hell of a momentum builder it's a springboard into the rest of the card pretty pretty nicely in that slot there that's definitely a springboard card I'm, I'm not gonna lie to you guys uh i'm throwing some different kind of heat on this i'm, oh. I'm hoping that we get a little bit of a late christmas gift here and uh, I'm really, really hoping that we get a little bit of a dream fight for this. Hoping we get a quick turnaround from two young men we just recently saw fight. Uh, I'm hoping that they put Sean Strickland versus Chris Curtis on this card. Oof. Whoa. And I'm hoping that Teammates? That, I'm hoping that that is uh, the, the third fight on the card. Right? Because I already said my second fight was Bo Nickel versus Cody Brundage. Okay. Uh, so. Number three. Oh, this, this would be number three. For gotcha. Yeah. Interesting. What up, Shan? Welcome to the chat, brother. What up, what up? What are you? We're silly shot guy. Good to have you, brother. So, okay. Yeah, I, I feel like, crazy. No, That's crazy. That's crazy. Bo Nickel versus Cody Brundage. We don't even need to really talk about that. We've already, we've already <laughs> talked about the Bo show. You already know. Um, if you want to look at that, I'm pretty sure Nano will have the timestamps later commented. It's like probably the 15th minute or something like that. Uh, but yeah, I think Chris Curtis versus Sean Strickland should fight each other. Um, Chris Curtis said, when basically asked the John Jones versus Rashad Evans question, hey, you guys are teammates. Probably shouldn't fight. Would you ever fight? He said, you know, this guy tries to kill me for free uh, every day of the week. I might as well get a fat bag for it. So pay me. Um, you got to know Chris is going to take the fight. That last win over Marc-Andre Barrio uh, was a very great fight for him. And uh, I'm not going to lie. He looks way slicker than Sean. Granted, he wasn't fighting DDP, uh, an unstoppable force. Still, Marc-Andre Berriot was a still pretty pretty badass, deadly opponent, uh, especially with those slicing downward elbows that he throws, which he missed like seven out of ten times he was throwing them because that boy Chris was slick with the head movement, folks. Um, I would definitely pay money to see that fight, whether on a big screen TV or in person. 
sign me the fuck up and take my money, kids. That'd be a wild one. I feel like I like the story of the matchup. I don't like the title ranking, all the that implication of it, but I love the story of it. And this is part entertainment. So like, if they're down for it, run it. I don't give a shit. Why not? The reason I have it at like the medium point, because I put six fights on my card, right? So the reason I have it at my medium point is because, again, same exact reasoning that you put the Max Holloway versus Gagey fight, Max. I feel like we're halfway through the main card. We got to make sure there's no lull in the action and get people riled up for these last three. Agreed. How does it right, go well. with the uh, draft ordering there with the picks? You said you mentioned something with that, like as far as the order goes on them. What's that? You for the picks, the order of the fight picks here. Who goes next on it on for number three? We're just fucking freestyling at this point. Yeah, I, I think if you guys both both win, I can go. But oh, oh no, let's go, Max. Nope. I mean, I'm sorry, let's go, Nano. I don't yeah. know about football. I was worried about the draft order for a minute. <laughs> hey, like, well, oh, God, <laughs> this is the no is filter a... show, man. If you if you speak out of line, it's okay. There's no filter here. Okay, I got you. Yeah, how's it say? I mean, if you need help on the fantasy football front, I got you or anything football related for sure. But mm-hmm. no, I, I'm going to mix it up a little bit here, although I do think I, I'm willing to throw on a sixth fight. But if this is where I feel is a good placement for the third fight here, and it's mostly because just they, these two fighters don't have the star power as some of the other fighters on this card, but there is a belt. There is a championship at stake. I'm talking about the fight that probably should have been in China, but it's uh Wei Li Zhang versus Yan Zionan. Um, I think that'd be a phenomenal fight to have third here. Um, if there's only five fights, then it would be, you know, third, but there are three belts at stake on this card. So I felt like this would be a good place to have them um, at currently. And again, I'm saying that because Dana White mentioned the main event has not officially been announced yet, and it's going to be something crazy that we may not be able to handle. And he's weighing out a couple options this week. These are all things I've heard throughout my extensive research. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, that's where I'm throwing that one here. In the three spot, um, I might have some things that might shock y'all here later, but again... It's a good one. Damn, that's one of the fights I was struggling on placement. I couldn't figure out where to put that one. Uh, it's kind of like you said, if it's if you're going six, which I feel like if if you're only going to do a handful of six fight cards throughout the year, three hundred is probably one of them. Three hundred, like let's. I mean, we're, you're going six probably on it. So I I I don't hate the spot. That's a good placement there. Uh, personally, that's actually where I had the because of the implications and stuff. That's where I had Charles and Armand. Was in Ooh. The third now, if we were going to go with our dream matchups, that's where I wanted Sean and Shopcott because of the title implications there. And that was, we're going to tie that in with IWF here. This is a whole storyline I'm running here. This is, Let's go. This is WWE levels of storylines. Paint the picture. Paint yeah, the picture exactly. now. <laughs> I'm selling it. Selling the whole line. But uh, if we're going with like the actual matchups that are, that are made right now, Obviously, winner of this one's going to get the shot at Islam. Um, it makes sense to to get that one out of the way and get get it kind of set set in motion so everybody can get their camps together and stuff. So I feel like that's where that one should go. And it's a fun matchup, too. I don't know who. I mean, Armand, probably, I guess. The odds favor him, two to one. I think Armand wins Ow. that fight. Oh, boy. I, I definitely I'm going to have to rewatch Charles, but God, he, yeah. 
I'm going to have to rewatch Armand and then rewatch Charles a little bit more. So I want to lean Charles. It's hard for me to bet against him, but Armand does have that next gear and he is extremely explosive. I just, we haven't seen him with that kind of resistance yet. That's my only thing. And he did lose the Islam. Granted, different Islam, different stage in their careers, but ooh, I might be against y'all, but I like it. I like it. I respect it. I'm too close. Is it safe to assume this one's going to be a three rounder, I guess. No. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. You mean on on paper it's going to be scheduled for three rounds? Yes, I believe it'll be scheduled for three rounds. Do I think it'll last three rounds? Not a chance in hell. I wish there were five. Three favorite Charles though. I think it's a two round fight at most. Oh. I think is going to be too much. He's going to overwhelm him early, pepper him with jabs at distance, and then when he hurts him, Charles is going to shoot in with a a rushed takedown and probably get stuffed and just pound it out. I see it being a TKO finish or possibly even a submission win for Armand Sarukian. Um, and yeah, rolling on through since I've already given my third pick um, in Sean Strickland versus Chris Curtis. My real pick, if that doesn't happen, which would <laughs> fall in third place, would be uh, Charlie Olives versus Armand Saruki. And we got the good old hive mind working again with Mad Max Meridian here. So yeah, I mean, I, I don't really have to add any any other color than, than Mad Max did. He did a great job of selling the reason why here. And you know, Again, we're we're right over that kind of halfway slump. We're right at the halfway slump. If um if it's a five fight card, Charlie Olives and Armand Sarukian are not going to go out there and bore anybody. Even if it's a grappling heavy match for fifteen minutes, there's no chance in hell that this ends up being a boring match. This is something that ends up being fireworks, no matter how you slice it. Um, even if Charlie Olives wins, it's going to be fireworks. You know, he's not the guy that I choose to win, but you know, still get it done. That's what's exciting about this matchup is it really, truly could go either freaking way. Um, with that being said, we'll move into the next one. Um, I say you guys fight each other to see you guys next. Oh, God. Ooh. Break the pull stick in half and throw it in between <laughs> us. Roadhouse. Good luck to the death. Hey, I'm asking go. <laughs> I'm curious to hear. You guys got a good little thing going. And you guys were in sync, so... Since you guys have similar paths already, let's see where uh, Matt Max is going to take it here next. So are we, we're at number four now. Am I correct yep. on this? Yes, sir. So this is where, obviously, the five, six fight card starts becoming a huge factor uh, in the placement. If we're going six card, I had the Wiley versus uh, Jan Chanan fight here, and then I had two kind of semi-dream fights for the next two that were also i was going three title deep on this thing like we're just going going nuts with it i like uh, it and I, I think i'm in the same page brother let's go i like it. it all right so i'm doing i'm doing that one there uh i actually i'm excited for the matchup um i think i don't know i think Zhang's probably gonna overwhelm her but i'm i'm a huge wiley mark so I, I gotta try and set aside my bias a little bit in it but either way save myself from rambling that is where that's my fourth pick for that one. Ooh, I like it, brother. I like it. Yeah, Jan's buzzing right now. She's she's she looks damn good. She looks strong, right? She's training the in the right way. Um Wei Lee though, man, she's she's a tough son of a god, man. I, she's just done nothing but impress me over her reign here as a champion. And sometimes it's like when you see greatness or you know, someone that's able to do something at that level. I really have to be hard-pressed to go against it. But you make a good case, brother. I mean, Jan is certainly cut from a different cloth, as John Anik would like to say. Um, but yeah, brother, I, I, I think it's a good pick. When she is cut. 
<laughs> right on cue. Appreciate it, brother. But no, so I guess I'll I'll stay I'll say I'm gonna include a kind of dream matchup since we're all kind of throwing those in here. Uh if it is a six card fight, this will not be the co main event. This is one that's just hey, spoiling us in riches. Dana had something that none of us saw coming. You did hear some whispers. Supposedly, Leon said he's ready. Supposedly, Bilal was on the Andy Florian show, and he did say he's willing to fight during Ramadan. Why not make that third title fight on this card? Shock the world. Leon versus Bilal. Two, if they're counting it that way because it was a no contest. I don't know. Hey, man, nothing lackluster about this, about this fight. It could be the main event, potentially. But we got other legends on this card, so I'm going to leave it as the third fight. It is a title fight Dang. after we're getting a, a tasty treat of a title fight right before with Wei Li Zhang versus Yan Jinan. We're going back-to-back title fights here, and there's still more. There's still more belts on the line, still more titles to be had as I move forward in my card here. We're going big, baby. Damn. So so just to confirm, these two fights that you guys just went over, like these, these fights are not even the co-main event. Nope. We're nope. one out. Oh my gosh. Coco main. Oh my gosh. Yeah, shit's getting wild. 300, baby. You got to treat it like it. You guys are treat insane. it like it is. You guys well, are you insane. Got... I, I, may have, I may have blown the load earlier. I, I mean, I already did my, my Coco main. That was fucking Charlie Allison and Armin Sarukian, man. <laughs> then who you got as your co? I'm, I'm on my co now. Man. Jeez Louise. I wasn't ready. Um, God, I feel like the kid who lost his dad's car in the first Fast and the Furious movie. Get the NOS too soon, man. Oh, no. On this Threw it into the, uh, yeah. Went right too into soon, the junior. house. Too soon, buddy. Uh, so, yeah, man. Co-main event. I got I got Zhang Wiley coming in against Zhang Xiaonan. I feel like, as Nano likes to say, uh, the co-host with the most, this fight's got title implications. This, guy's, this, this fight just has implications all over it. Um, Zhang Xiaonan has been on an absolute heater. She has looked absolutely stunning in recent uh, years. And, I mean, she's truly come into her own. Um, I mean, what can I say? She's no Jasmine, but she's still an absolutely incredible fighter. Sorry, I had to, I'm just going to beat that joke like a dead horse. Um, but, no, all jokes aside, I think Yan Xiaonan is an absolute monster. I think that she has what it takes to win this belt from Zhang Wiley. And as Nano said, this fight definitely should have taken place in, uh, as our former president would say, China. But, yeah. um... China, if it would have happened to China, it would have been huge. But it's gonna be huge. We got Jog, we got John, we got we got John and Jog. It's gonna be huge. China, 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 China. Um, seriously though, again, all jokes aside, I do think that this fight would have done uh, major numbers, as Tian likes to say, in China. But I, I think I think John Zhao probably would have taken it. I um. Whether it's in China or America, I've I've got Yan Xiaonan dethroning the champ. I think it's going to make for fireworks. I think she's a very exciting fighter who always goes out with finishing intent. No matter who she's going against, she typically walks through the fire. Um, and, and she seemingly isn't afraid of these, like, apex predators. You know, like, I truly think that if Yan Xiaonan was in the water and heard, she would swim through the fuck. She would swim towards the fucking fin. You know what I'm saying? Uh, so... I just think she's a beast. Uh, and I think that this would be a great co-main event. But with that being said, I mean, I'm really interested to hear what you guys have slotted for the co-main event. Man, I mean, we can keep it moving down the line here, but that is a really good 
choice, honestly. And as of now, that technically would be the main event if it were a, a fight card coming up this Saturday. It is at the top of the UFC website, so I would assume that is technically the main event. So, um, yeah, I think it's a group uh, pick, brother. I just, man, there's just something about these two individuals that I just couldn't get myself as a fan to not have as a co-main event. It is already on the card. You did already sell the fight for us, man. The implications, as I like to say, are already implied on this fight, brother. It is a bad mother effer going in against another bad motherfucker. Let's go. Max Holloway versus Justin Gaethje. That's the fans' co-main event. It would be the main event, again, in my book, if all things were, you know, bygones were bygones and they were this Saturday. That's the fight I'm most excited for. That's the fight I'm telling people, hey, who's fighting this weekend? It's Max versus Justin for the baddest motherfucking title. Yes, there are two other title fights before this. I know this BMF title is not a championship belt, but it is a belt nonetheless. Dana or somebody badass will be in there wrapping it around their belt, uh, their waist, that is. And, um... (laughs) Man, that's that's just a fun fight. Oh, and you sold it for us early, brother, so I don't need to keep rambling. Kier's here at Mad Max's head is at. And again, don't worry, y'all, because if you're saying, hey, how are you going to have this co-main event? You know, what's going to be the main event? Trust me, there's more gold in the building, and you're going to hear it. But Kier's here at Mad Max's uh, co-main event. What do we got? Yeah, got it loaded with more gold than Mr. T over there, man. This shit's ridiculous. Ooh-wee! Uh, man. So this is where I kind of jumped the jumped the tracks a little bit. This is like the kind of the Jim Miller rematch with our, you know, switching out and getting Gomi in there. I was actually thinking if we're going to pull people maybe from like another organization or something like that, I would love. Never going to happen, but stars align. It's UFC 300. Let's see something crazy if they did a Pantoja Mighty Mouse matchup. This is, I feel like the dream matchup. I know it would never happen. But this is we're talking dream cards. I I'm huge on Pantoja. I'm curious what his potential is, and to me, Mighty Mouse will always be the goat. So I would love to see that, um, and then it kind of adds yet another layer of championship elements here. You know, another another belt on the line. Um, it'll again, it'll never happen. I'm fully aware of this, but God, I would love to see it. I'd love to see those two fight. Both of them crazy. I mean, crazy submission ability, great striking. Pantoja's, uh, I mean, dude's a beast. Absolute beast. Bro, I'll be honest. I didn't have that on my bingo card. I didn't think you were going to come out here and say fucking Mighty Mouse, my guy. I was going to go crazy. Mighty Mouse is always on the brain. That being said. talking about him the other day. That being said, my goodness. My goodness. Well, Nano, I guess uh, that's that's a better time than any to go ahead and do the first shot of the show. I'll do a shot to the greatest of all time. I love that. Sheesh. That'd be a great matchup. He said he was leaving the door open for a return to the circle, I guess, technically. So, you know, going back into one potentially, but boy, oh boy, signing a one fight deal or a two fight deal for uh, the UFC. That'd be pretty legit. Just a one-off. I'll drink to that. Had to bust out the Vegas glass for tonight. Hey. Cheers, brother. Cheers, y'all. He said what? I said, we'll have to get you a Las Vegas shot glass while you're out in Vegas. Yeah. yeah. International oh, there you go. week, brother. It's going to be sweet. Honestly, I can't wait. This right here. This is this is the setup, dude. This is going to be the fucking trio. Let's go. Making moves, baby. Can't wait. Dude, all three of us in an octagon. 
can't fucking someone's, someone's getting put out. Um, whether it's fake or real, either way, it's going to be a great <laughs> Have they pinned Someone's down taking like a, shot. a sure date for that yet? I have still not seen that. It's they, like they haven't announced. Confirmed. And last year, gotcha. they literally, last year was the most fucked up one because like they waited to announce and release ticket sales until like April. Mm. Gotcha. It's the longest they've ever waited. Um, but we already booked our hotel. So we got hotels um, for us. Nano, we, we, we booked yours as well. Um, so, and we booked the ones where like, it has like, I think it was like an extra nine bucks or something to have a uh, free cancellation just in case yeah. the dates change. I but, saw that yeah. on there. Um, okay. Yeah. I feel like right now is the best time to book because they're only going to go up because that, that same month, like there's like a three week time span where it's uh world series of poker WSOP. And so those hotel prices are going to fucking skyrocket. <laughs> True. <laughs> everybody's going to be out there. So as soon as I realized that was the same, like that that was in June, I was like, uh, I'm going to talk to Mary so we can book that right away. <laughs> um, so yeah, we booked that right away. And yeah. Um, now, when it comes to the uh, the main event here, because it's, it's that time, right? Um, I feel like you guys already know where my main event's going to be. I feel like you guys threw some really fun dream matches on there. I should like almost throw a random dream fucking co-main event on here because the Wally Jong one was just like lackluster for you guys. So I'm just going to pull one. Just going just gonna to reach back here. Just going to pull one out of my ass. Um, and we got, uh, here's what I think. I think I pulled the heavyweight belt. I just pulled 500 pounds worth of man out of, out of that behind. And we're going to go ahead and say it. Tommy Aspinall versus Jay Hilton Almeida. First title defense. And I think they should just fucking make it for the undisputed world heavyweight championship versus the uh, fucking interim bullshit. Let's be honest, guys. Johnny Bones, he ain't coming back, folks. He ain't coming back. He doesn't want to fight. Um, and if he does, he just wants to fight Stipe, who isn't a world champion anymore. So let's fucking call a spade a spade here and just have the Johnny Bones Jones versus Stipe fight be a legend fight for legacy. Doesn't have to have a belt on the line. And if the kid doesn't want to fight Tommy Aspinall and unify the belts, then with all due respect, We've enjoyed your time in the sport, but like, go do another line and and do what you do best. <laughs> Run from the cops, maybe hide under an octagon. I don't know. Damn, I like it. I like it. That's hell right, funny. Not really been known for pulling his punches ever. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, this is a no filter show, brother. So why not let it uh, let it out, right? Let's air it out. Let's call it what it is. Yeah, I just think the matchup's fun. That's a fun matchup. It, it makes sense. Uh, supposedly, too, I don't know if you saw the news recently that Tom Aspinall mentioned. Um, he had some tweets. He's been very active, oh, saying a lot of stuff. But to, right? His management about Stipe. He was reached out to about Stipe. Stipe said no. If that's true, and that was no to UFC 300 specifically. Yes. So if that's not going to happen, maybe uh, Dana is working on something else. That is crazy. That is going to be fun. And it's a unified heavyweight championship uh belt like you said hey gold on the line so gold all in my chain gold all in my watch don't believe dana just watch <laughs> let's go i like it brother that's a fun dark horse pick right there and i mean hey i mean not, not that we're dreaming too much because they are still going to announce a main event. That is what Dana said verbatim. So something needs to be filled here. That main event is open and that is realistic and it makes sense and that'd be a fun one. So it'd be my co-main cool. event. Oh, that's a co. 
Ooh. Oh shit. Okay. 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 For show. Okay. Damn. Then who, I think, did we already all do our co's? So are you on the co? And then now who's the main? If that's the co, Damn, that's a good one. I, I mean, I don't have to do any spill on my main event because we've already talked about it. Both of you guys already had these. Uh, and I think you said I did a good job selling it already. So do a quick sizzle reel here. It's a fight that we've all been waiting for, folks. It's the BMF belt on the line. It's Max Holloway coming up in age again. Tale as old as time. And it's a fight so good I had to do a rhyme. I'm doing all this on the fly. Why? Because I'm just a fun guy. And either way, you know that this fight is probably going to be dynamite. That's right, folks. It's got explosions. It's got lights. It's got hits. And it's got fire. And if I'm wrong, you can come back and call me a liar. But that's okay. I'm not even scared. <laughs> I probably should have wrote something better. I really wasn't prepared. Uh, Nano, I think you should probably go and tell us what's your main before the viewers talk shit about my rhymes and start to complain. <laughs> oh, let's go. Give yourself a round of applause. Eh? That was fantastic. I will go, but I'll, I mean, what's... What CERN should be uh, recognized there. Yeah, attaboy. Great stuff. Not going to rhyme it for you, unfortunately. <laughs> I think she meant to put the heart eyes emoji instead of the facepalm one, but <laughs> I hate when they autocorrect. <laughs> Anywho. Uh, now <laughs> Classic mix-up. Yeah, I love it. I love it. You know, and hey, like I said, Dana Wyatt has a couple options that he's weighing out and trying to make happen. And I'm going to read between the lines here a little bit and reference our boy john anik and uh kenny florian again we had a very awesome episode very busy they had a lot of people on it, uh this most recent episode but they did have uh duplessis manager on and he mentioned that Drikus and their team reached out to izzy and his coaching staff and the team that hey if we win we're debating about calling out uh izzy adesanya for ufc 300 but before we even do that, I don't want to do it. I don't want to lay on uh, you know, dead man's ears here. Is this a real thing? Is he going to be ready? Is he even going to consider this call out if we do call him out and win? The team responded. Green light. And what did we see Saturday night? We saw a call out of Izzy Adesanya. Who is going to be the real African champ? And what better way to put the icy on the cake for it uh, UFC 300, three dub for one of the best, most active fighters of our time. What better story to write as that last chapter in his comic book story thus far? Who's the real, you know what, of Africa? And I'm talking about the word champ. I was, I swear, <laughs> I was like, the word, the word you're looking for, for there is champ. <laughs> <laughs> uh if you know you know uh just go back and watch the the you know their interactions i digress but no i think that's the one that boy oh boy would be an absolute treat that just makes the most sense it feels like that's what dana White was hinting at but i will admit if izzy's not ready yet and, or just something is not there i do think you throw comms on in there and i'd be just as happy i'd be just as fine with that does he deserve it? I don't know. But would I pay to watch it? Oh, yeah, I would. So that's my alternative. 
if I can get Izzy, because Izzy's obviously the guy. Who else are going to build that, this card around? Who's who's the king of UFC 300? It's going to be Izzy trying to get his title back, right? Is that the story to tell? I got I got somebody else. I got somebody else down the line, um, possibly, possibly uh, fitting fitting their way into a fight against possibly one of those people you mentioned on International Fight Week. We'll, we'll see. We'll get it. Damn. That that left turn there with the Hamzat caught me off the Hamzat, I like yeah. that. I'm not I like that. It. Yeah. I didn't I don't know. For some reason I just did not see that one coming. That one got that was good. That's fun. I like I like honestly both of those fights I'm not mad at. The King of Africa fight. It feels like it could be like the the new nowadays version of Thrill in Manila, the Rumble in the Jungle, uh kind of kind of vibe. Mad Max. Who's the main? Who's the main event? I feel like they are. That's the one they're kind of trying to toward to build towards. Uh, it seems like that's the the tracks that have been laid. The kind of trains getting in motion here, and you know they're is it leaving the station at least. They're trying to make it happen. I'm not. I don't personally like the fight. I don't. I'm not vested in it at all. I don't. The story was there for a minute, and I feel like it's lost a lot of its steam. Um, I'm not super just because of how hot it is, and it's only a couple months away. to give it a camp run back the Sean Strickland and Dreykus fight over that one. I would rather see that if we're going to do a middleweight title fight. And that seems to be like, again, what they're doing. So I, I kind of lean that over, over the, the Izzy slot. Now I do, I do think that's what realistically they're going to do is it's going to be Izzy and Dreykus. They're going to sell it. It'll, it'll make money. It's, it's got marketing ability, like the, the matchups exciting. Uh, I just personally would rather see something else. Yeah, I mean, I, I think both you guys are right in thinking that. I just don't think that they end up getting a pen to paper by the time push comes yeah. to shove for that. I think I think whether it's Izzy's side or Dreykus' side, I think that either way, one of them is going to kind of put a wedge in that kind of setup. I, I don't think we get that. I think at best we get Dreykus on International Fight Week. I just don't think it's against the person you think. Um in fact, I think it's against neither of the people you named on it, with all due respect. Um, I think we're going to throw a complete curveball in there. And I think uh, <laughs> both you guys are probably going to look at me like, what the fuck? You shouldn't be running an MMA podcast. But that's okay. This is uh, this is just a fun episode where we talk nonsensical shit uh, that isn't scheduled. So I know we'll get into is. that in about how many fights? Four fights? Yeah, we're going to do that like three or four fights. Um, because I have some hypothetical... I, I did a six-fight card for the International Fight Week one, but... Again, I did this because I know for a fact that one of these is going to fall off at the very least. And I do have some recycled names on there from UFC 300, which again, might seem a bit nonsensical, but I will explain. <laughs> I showed my list to Mary at dinner and she literally was like, what the fuck? <laughs> She's like, like you, you know you have this guy's name on here twice, right? So you drank your dinner tonight, I guess? <laughs> i drink with my dinner mm. uh, <laughs> no so um honestly i love all those picks boys i think that if we get half of the setup that we described for ufc 300 uh with the real fights and the dream fights the hypotheticals and the clavicles you know what i'm saying um <laughs> i'll be i'll be very excited about it so i'm excited for ufc 300 i hope everybody else that's listening is that much more excited about ufc 300 and uh with that being said folks we are going to jump on in to our very own International Fight Week picks, what we hope to see, what we think we might see, 
and and just gosh either way it's going to be a great time we're all going to be there we're all going to have a blast meeting these fighters and with that being said it's time for a little build your own international fight week card Max started off the uh, the opening prelim or the opening uh, main card for 300. So, Nano, put you in the hot seat. Who starts off the UFC International Fight Week pay-per-view? Ooh. That is a tough one. Have there been any official fights yet? I guess so. Not one. Not a single one? Not a single one. Hmm. If you don't have anything, we can we can come back to you. Yeah, I don't have anything as of now, but if you guys have something, we can keep it moving. Mad Max had a whole comprehensive list. This guy built 24 fucking fights. He's got Let's like go. cards from the early prelims on Fight Pass to the top. So uh, who, who do you got starting off the main card for International Fight Week, Mad Max? So I am still not writing this guy off. Um we haven't seen him in a minute. He's kind of been on a bit of a slump. I don't think he's been cut yet. Uh, I want to see Piotr Jan come back and get another shot. I haven't seen him in a while. You're going to start off the card with kind of, you know, so I don't want to say somebody lower level, but it's like a guy who was formerly champ status there. He was like, you know, right there at the cusp of being really a problem for this division and then kind of slid off. So it's like, all right, let's see what happens. And I want to see him against uh, Song Yadong, Dream dream matchup I, I love that one um i feel like it'd be a good way to, to start off international fight week with two two guys coming from different parts of the world two exciting fighters good matchup that was that was one i threw out there for it damn damn thanks folks this one's for you guys up there in the, in the crowd honestly that's a it's a really great pick um Anytime you throw your dong into into the mix, people get excited. Mm-hmm. <laughs> just, every know. time, slap it up down the counter. Every like time that. you throw your dong into the mix, people get lit up. <laughs> uh, it's bad. It's bad jokes every day, all day. Uh, so, uh, all jokes aside, um, your dong is very strong, um, and he's down to get the friction on. So, I think that'd be a great fight for uh, Piotr. Piotr Jan, I think that that would be a fight that definitely wouldn't make the people yawn. You know what I'm saying? Pun intended there. Um, I got something a little bit different. Uh, I'm going to sprinkle a little bit little Salt Bay action on you here. Um, I got two fighters to start off the opening fight of the main card. And again, going to be a little bit of a head scratcher here. You're probably going to look at me like I'm a little bit uh, crazy. That's okay. Both these men currently have fight schedules. I think that um, realistically, Yair Rodriguez should want to have a quick turnaround, win or lose. I think he needs it for his career. I think he needs a more active run in the UFC this year if he wants to continue to have relevance. And with that being said, I think win or lose probably match up really, really well against Ilya Taporia. Now, I think if Ilya Taporia loses this fight in a close-fought battle against Alexander Volkanovsky, Got to think he's going to be the new gatekeeper of featherweight. And uh, you'll probably have to get past him in order to get another title shot. So, Ayer Rodriguez versus 
our guy, Ilya Taporia. Now, the only way I see this not happening or, or, or I switch it up would be if Ilya goes out there and stuns the world. In which case, I have Alexander Volkanovsky opening up the, the main card of International Fight Week. Again, against Yair Rodriguez in a rematch. Not for the belt. I know it's a crazy one. I like it. I like it. I think it'd be a look crazy. You look crazy. That'd be a treat to start off the card. Oh, man. Oh, boy. Yeah, you're versus Ilya. I just feel like that one would be fun. And I know you're thinking like, fuck, that's starting off the card. What the fuck else you got? And boy, I got some fire. (laughs) I got some fire. I can't process who I think would win in that one. Yeah, that's a tough one. It's a good fight. Let's go. (laughs) Ilya looks tough. I mean, depending on how he looks against Volk, some people think he might win. So I... We're going to have to wait and but see, Ilya man. versus Yair is a very weird matchup because it's a striker versus striker matchup. There's not a grappling threat. So it's it, it hits different. It might oh, be. no, it'd be fun. Oh, yeah, we see some great striking, some great late I'm, kicks. I'm here where I say, like, I don't know who I would honestly pick. I lean, oh, man. Yeah, he is my boy, but I, I could probably lean Ilya a little bit just because he, he's just so gosh darn strong. And in the pocket. Now when it comes to his, yeah, his pocket games, next level. He'll pick your pocket all day. That's a good one. He does have heavy hands. Yeah, that's a good pick. That's a good pick. I did muster up some thoughts as I was thinking here. and Because there's two guys. <laughs> some thoughts as I was thinking. There's some thought. Uh, there's two fighters I feel like I want to see fight. And I think the stars should align. There's some juice behind it. One of them's coming off a loss, unfortunately. But give me Kai Kara France versus Manel Kopp. I don't know what happened with Manel Kopp and why they didn't fight last time. Oh, well, I guess it was it was he off like two or three pounds? Is that why? Yeah, three point five pounds. So maybe you don't necessarily reward him, but boy, oh boy, would that be a fun matchup because they were talking a lot of crap and uh, just would be a fun matchup with a lot of heat on it. And Kai Car France coming off a loss is still ranked, I believe it's third. Let me double check here, fourth as of now. So. I don't know if you reward the kid, but that'd be a fun one. Or I guess maybe throw Matthias. 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 No, Nikolai. Nikolai. Yeah, see. Nikolau. Nikolau. Yes, Davaches. It's a perfect uh, <laughs> soundbite. I love that soundbite so much, dude. I want to get one like that for every person, every fighter that has a hard to pronounce name. <laughs> like, yeah, the more the mayor. Um, That'd be fantastic. Yeah, dude. Honestly, I I love that. I think that that's very very fun. Um, yeah, man. I don't really have a whole lot to add. I just uh, it's a side of stuff. You think for International Fight Week they'd go six or would they go five? They'd probably go five for that one, wouldn't they? I think they'll go five, but I think they'll stack the fuck out of the prelims. I think we'll have like nine preliminary fights. I could see just in case we have some fights well. fall off of the main card, which I anticipate happening. I can see um, that. <clears throat> so I can go on who I have next, unless Nano, you have something. You have a second fight for for International Fight Week. Mm-mm. I have a couple I'm considering here, but now lay it on us. What you got? Keep you out of the, we'll keep you out of the hot seat. You guys are gonna hate me on this. Because um, <laughs> I don't think I could have picked a more douchey fight in the world. Um, 
I mean, honestly, there's like no other way to describe it. We got Ian Gary coming in against Colby Covington. Oh. It's a fight where every single person in the world that likes mixed martial arts at all to any level is going to purchase the pay-per-view in the hopes of watching one of these guys get knocked the fuck out. Um, And it wouldn't even matter which one. Like, it's just one of those win-win situations because as long as someone loses, crowd wins. Um, They're in the same weight class. Ian Gary strategically picks fighters that he thinks he can beat that are over the hill. Um, That will also gain him relevancy and pull in the division. What better person than Colby Covington, who's uh, on the wrong side of 34, has looked slower in his last two outings, and has looked more beatable than ever in his last two bouts than he has in the 10 before them. I think that's an easy matchup. Not an easy matchup for Easy Gary, but for his management, it's an easy pick as far as who they should want next and who's going to be a real needle mover that he also has a chance of looking good against. Um, and I also think that if you put it at the second fight on the, the main card, it makes sure that everybody has purchased the card very soon. It keeps the momentum going. It builds up the, the hype and the trash talk. And it really, really, really does build into the next fights that I have on this main card. That's a good one. That's a fun matchup. That's, uh, I don't know. I hadn't really ever considered that one. When I was looking over the names and I came up with it, I literally gave myself a little like, oh, champ. Wow, you did it. That was nice. That was nice. All right. Good job, champ. Doing all right, kid. (laughs) Not bad. You done good, kid. You done real good. I like it. What you thinking? Nano, you got a second one or not? Nah, man. Honestly, I'm just trying to go through like all the fights that like I just would want to see coming up. And I'm trying to look at guys that are ranked. I'm trying to go through different divisions. And honestly, there's two guys that I think would be pretty fun to throw on for an international fight week. Two guys that I feel like need to fight. Someone that hasn't fought in a long time. Talking about Cyril Gan versus Sergey Pavlovich. Banger. Banger. Two heavyweights obviously going at it. Sergey coming off that loss to Tom Aspinall. But you got to get back on there at some point, right? It was a quick two-hitter-quitter. Put him out of there. Um, Cyril Gon hasn't fought in a long time. You know he's been practicing his wrestling. But you know Sergey's not really going to wrestle too much with your boy. He's going to want to strike for the most part. Maybe get him down if need be. Get him up against the fence. Pummel him. But uh, I think that'd be a fun one for a heavyweight division that's going to have a lot of things buzzing, especially if Tom fights soon. If not, then hey, this is another way to you know, find out if Sergey's still a guy, get back towards a t- another title shot. Or if Cyril Gaunt can step up and get back in the winner's column. I think it's a fun one. That's a, yeah. Yeah, that's a real good one. Uh, man, I'm just a Pavlovich, like, fan all day long. Like, this guy's just the next big, he's a fucking animal. This, that, and the other. But Cyril Gaunt, he's so light on his feet and everything. That's a, that's a good matchup there. I could see that, that is a good match. happening, too. Like, that's realistic. Same. It is very realistic. It is very realistic. And uh, I, I'm with you on that, Mad Max. I'm definitely a big Pavlovich fan. I think he just is extremely scary. He's like a yeah. modern-day um, Fyodor Emelianenko with kind of the presence that he brings to the Octagon, in my opinion. Uh, but, I mean, it's a real Ghana. Man, oh, man, oh, man. I mean, there ain't nothing worse than when you got a whole gallon of milk, but all this is a real Ghana. You know what I'm saying? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's just gonna be bad jokes all day kids um no but uh, again all jokes aside 
Surreal Gun is an absolute beast. Um, he, if you're fighting him, he will definitely make you as sad as having a whole gallon of milk and all the Surreal Gun. Uh, because he is just light on his feet. He moves like a middleweight, but he weighs in at like 260 pounds or 245 pounds. Either way, it's, it's like over 200 pounds of man in there just looking to crush your absolute soul and crush your absolute skull. And uh, yeah, man, I think that's an absolute fire matchup for him. Um, I'm here for it. I just want to see him back in there. Yeah. And just like Mad Max said in my last pick, I, I, I don't even know how I would kind of chalk that up. I don't know who I would pick in that. <laughs> that's that's a crazy matchup clash of the titans there yeah definite clash of the titans uh mad max who's who's that uh that second leg so my second pick i had two for international fight week that were kind of contingent upon outcomes of ufc 300 and maybe it's a little bit of the bias here but i like old bo nickel if he can get a quick turnaround one of my dream matchups in this division i want to see him and old brendan allen get after it um i think that matchup just it lines up super well it's two dudes on the come up now i think i think we're really throwing bow in a little deep there but if he depending on how he performs against uh brundage here he's got the momentum to make a big leap into the division that's about halfway up the middleweight uh chart there so i don't know i like i like the matchup i think it'd be fun it's a good one and second second seed too I love and hate that. I hate that for Ben and Allen. I love that for Bo Nickel, but fucking call me a turkey because I'm <laughs> gobbling that shit up, brother. I mean, that just fucking sounds delicious. Uh, yeah, that's a fantastic fight. Bo and Brendan? <sighs> like to see Jeez. how the odds would shake out on that one, too. Yeah, I, I think it would be probably the closest odds match that Bo Nickel's ever had in the UFC. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, it, it'd be hard to favor Bo... So I mean, he can run through Cody Brundage, but it's I. I mean, I don't think he's gonna be ranked. So lose hope in Vegas. Yeah, this gonna be. Yeah. Oh man, that. Yeah, that is a big one. I'd I'd love to see that matchup. Honestly, that'd be sick. That's a very interesting matchup. I really like that matchup. I don't know if they'll put him into big slots like that necessarily, but I would love to see it. They, he's got the hype behind him, and uh, it's not a it's not a terrible matchup, that's for sure. It's it's exciting, at least for a two spot. Oh, I don't think I got sound. Oh, yep. You muted by accident. Hit the double clicker there. Fat fingers. Hey. Um. So yeah, I was saying since you uh took the caboose of the train on that one, that last one, Mad Max. Why don't we let you lead in on the uh, third pick of okay. International Flight Week here? So this one here, um, I was kind of thinking that the old the old Strickland Drykus rematch is pretty unlikely. Uh, he's probably going to take a little bit more time off, and uh, I think there's been a little bit of buzz about it, kind of here and there online. Uh, supposedly they've trained together. I've seen Chael mention it as well. I want to see Strickland and Hamzat in the third third seed there middleweight um i think strickland is actually going to have a surprising amount to offer uh in the grappling exchanges for old hamzat he's also big as fuck and uh yeah i think it'd be i think it'd be a good one hamzat's got the 
the scary factor. Strickland's kind of got the weird fan base behind him, and those two, <laughs> they kind of line up there with the anti-Russia sentiment and everything as well. Like, it's going to get caught up in all that. The storyline's there. I like it. I completely agree. I, I think that'd be a really, very fun storyline matchup. Uh, and I'm curious, since you did bring up the fact that they have trained together in the past, um, I, I'm curious, did you hear what um, comes out said about Sean Strickland? Uh, I've heard a little bit of both sides, like kind of saying, you know, it turned out this way, turned out this way. I've heard the typical Hamza said he smashed. What, uh, what did you hear, I guess? So I, I heard two different stories. Uh, and they're, they're not at all the same story, but they also match up at being the same take. Uh, so I've heard that Sean Strickland had to tell Kamzat numerous times to calm down because he was going too hard mm. on some of the other guys in the gym. And Sean Strickland made sure to say the other guys in the gym. Um, but then Kamzat and his management said that he had to uh, be told by his management and his translator multiple times that Sean Strickland's coach asked him to calm down because he was hurting Sean Strickland and breaking his ego and he had a match coming. Interesting. Um, yeah, so if that's the case, very intrigued to see that matchup. That's awesome. Yeah, yeah, it'd be fun. I, the first part of that I've seen uh, where he was asking him to take it easy on some of the other guys. <laughs> take, take it easy on the rest of the guys. We yeah. all know you're better than them. Come, come on, come on. You're a fucking freak. We get it. That one I've seen, but the the other, the second part of that second chapter there is an interesting fold to it. And it's recent. Makes me yeah. want to see it even more. Same. I, I literally read that, I think, last week, and I was like, oh, boy, that's something. Yeah, <laughs> something, that's something interesting. Sold myself on the fight. That's a good Yeah. One. I like that one. I really, really like that matchup. I'm glad you said it. Um, yeah, I'd be stoked to see that one, man. I would definitely be stoked to see that one. Nano, you got a third fight on the, on the rundown here, brother? Oh, yeah. I mean, again, I'm playing just ultimate dream matchup, you know, assuming they want to just try to stack this fight card as much as possible, try to get as much world representation as they can. And these are just two guys that I feel like are right there itching to get back at another title shot. One of these guys did unfortunately lose the title shot, but he's still just an absolute legend. Unfortunately, coming off a loss as well. I'm going to talking about a Kamaru Usman versus a Shafkat Rachmanov. I just think something has to give in that division. Kamaru's only going to want to answer the bell if it's somebody that he knows is an absolute dog. Someone that's going to give him those nightmares, make him want to wake up early, make him want to stay up late. And I think that's what Shafkar Rachmanov was going to provide him. He's a boogeyman. And what else do you do with the boogeyman? You find another boogeyman. You find a Freddy Krueger, and you go and you haunt those dreams. And I think that's what Kamaru, the Nigerian nightmare, is going to do. Is haunt those dreams, Shafkar Rachmanov. Teach us all a real lesson. Might see some vintage uh, Kamaru. I mean, every time we see him. I mean, what he did with Kamza, I mean, taking that on short notice, absolute dog. Earned all my respect back. Like, you know, you hear about the knees, but boy, oh boy. Is, is that a matchup that has just absolute banger written all over it? He'll be a main event, honestly, but I'm going to try and find some uh, title fights to put on here so we can see some more gold happening. <laughs> I love that matchup, Nano. I think that's a fantastic one. Um Marty from Nebraska versus Shafkar Rachmanov, I think, as you said, has fireworks written all over it, man. We might just see some uh, vintage Marty from Nebraska, but those knees do look pretty shot. I don't know if you noticed, but the last, like, two matches, he had to exit the cage walking backwards down the steps. Um, that's tough. 
That's tough. As someone who has been told by his sports medicine doctor that he will need uh, two new knees in probably the next decade, it, it's not fun to have crappy knees. It doesn't feel good <laughs> when you do fighting things. So, like, um, that being said, like, I, I train for fun. Uh, I don't even really spar anymore at this point. I haven't sparred in years. I'd like to get back into it. But that being said, like, fighting is tough. Sparring is tough. Having bad knees while fighting and sparring is tougher. Uh, and, and I can't imagine that he wants to do this much longer. But as far as dream matchups go, sign me the fuck up, brother. I'm here for it. I think that's a fantastic one. I think it's got, again, fireworks written all over it. It's got implications, as my guy likes to say. Um, I think whoever wins that probably pole vaults themselves right into title contender shot. Let's see what happen. Who you got for number three? Who do I have for number three? I have uh, I have a very interesting one here. So um, I, I'm going to go ahead and just get the elephant out of the room here. Uh, I, I'm going to just break it down to a five fight card and go ahead and take off my sixth pick. Because the reason I have six picks is because I know that one is going to fall through. Uh, my sixth pick is Conor McGregor versus Michael Chandler. I know that someone somewhere somehow is going to make that fight fall through. It's just not going to happen on an international fight week. I think they push it probably like to the next pay-per-view so that way they can fire up that card and it's not completely watered down. Um, so who is my third pick is the question on the line here, folks. And I'm here to tell you. Be Joe Pfeiffer. <laughs> Joe Pfeiffer versus Drikas Duplessis. Oh, wow. For the middleweight belt. I think if Joe Pfeiffer goes out there and puts a hurting on our boy Jack the Joker Hermanson, he sets himself right on up for a title shot. I mean... If the president of the org bought him a house and started printing shirts that say B. Joe Pfeiffer right after he signed him, what makes you think he's not going to give him a quick run to the title? He is everything that people wish Patty Pimblett was. He is everything people wish Ian Gary was. He is everything people wish Bo Nickel was. He is that guy. But not only is he that guy, he's that guy and he's willing to fight guys that are way out of his league as far as experience, as far as tenure, as far as strength and skill and time of schedule, strength of schedule. This man has it all. And if he goes out there and puts it on Jack Hermanson, there's no reason he doesn't get a title shot very, very soon. And if he doesn't take damage, there's no reason they don't stack him onto International Fight Week to add star power to it. Man, that's a wild one there. I didn't Joe Pfeiffer. Sheesh! Skyrocket to the top. Was strong, man. That'd be a fun one. That'd be a fun one. And he's been training for a while. I, he was on Joe's podcast, Joe Rogan, and I forget he was mentioning some of the guys that he trained with. Was it Paul Felder? There were some guys that he was name dropper that had been around for a while, man. He's been getting after it. I like that though. I like that. Why not? Why not Joe Pfeiffer? Be Joe Pfeiffer. Be Joe Pfeiffer, man. In the UFC, two years later, a UFC champion. Mm-hmm. Cinderella story. God, that'd be nuts. Yeah, and he hits harder in Francis Ngannou, apparently. So, you know, Yeah, he broke the record. That's, that's nuts. Yeah, that's... I don't even know what to think about that. That's fucking nuts. Good matchup, though. I like it. Especially for the spot there, right in the middle. Good spot. You know what I'm saying? I feel like if, if we're going to have other title shots on here, if we're going to have other big-name fights on here... This is a good, good title shot. And just kind of, if we're going to have a three title shot card, as they tend to like to do for International Fight Week, I think this is a good one to start it off. Not mad at it. 
I like it. I like it. Is it me? Oh. If you're not no. ready with a pick right now, you have to do another shot, bro. I'll do one just for the principle. <laughs> but I'm because it's like I'm trying to be somewhat realistic. Like I'm looking at how things are trying are going to be lining up. But it does feel like this matchup, and and I had to try to find some sort of women representation here. But why not the women res- representation be with some gold? I'm talking gold. about Raquel Pennington, who just got her gold belt and is a champion. As a girl, that's doing a lot of chirping. How about Juliana Pena? Mm. Why not? Why not run it? That's a fun one. That's a fun card. I mean, it's a fun fight. Um, my question is, who do you think wins that fight? <sighs> I think Juliana Pena finds a way to get it done, man. She's got that dog in her. She's got that dog. Her chin's obviously questionable, but I don't think Raquel Pennington is going to go out there and be dropping bombs, per se, at least based off what we saw last week. So... I got to disagree with you, man. If Juliana Pena's got that dog in her, then Raquel Pennington's got that lion in her. You know what I'm saying? Um, And a lion, last time I checked, probably just fucking eats a dog. So, uh... I think if 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 uh, you're saying your girl's a dog, she's the old yeller in this story. She's gonna get put out to the pastures. Oh no! Damn. Oh no! Well, God damn. <laughs> guess maybe I'll see her dog heaven. But cheers to that. <laughs> they say all dogs go there. <laughs> let's go. Cheers, brother. Mad Max. Let's hear it. So is this our this is our fourth pick, correct? Comain. Correct. So for this one, this is the second one that I had that was real contingent upon. International Fight Week. This is the one that Olin already mentioned as well here. Uh, I was thinking the winner of Ole Holly and and Kayla, which if the UFC gets their way, I would imagine they're leaning towards Kayla just for the storyline. Uh, she fights the women's goat. She comes back. Old Amanda Nunez comes out of retirement, smashes old Kayla, and then rides off into the sunset again. Just does the, the repeat and says, see ya. That's that's my that's my co-main of the night. Man, I'm not mad at it. I'm definitely not mad at that. I was looking for a goat sound effect, but I got nothing. I got nothing. <laughs> I got a goose. Close enough. Same thing. Same 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 same. Um, yeah, man. I, I, I'll be honest. I think that that's uh, that's a crazy good fight crazy good fight um while i'm on the animal sounds be some crows in the sky on that night because someone's gonna die up in there brother um i I really do think that amanda nunez versus uh chris cyborg has never been the fight to make but amanda nunez versus kayla harrison folks that's one that we all want to see we all want to see that and we all need to see that i think by god we all deserve to see so um i'm not mad at that Dono, do you have a co-main event on the tip of your tongue that's just dying to get out or what I think uh, I think did I shoot my load? I think I might have said it on the last one. Was it um, the, fe- the the women's co-main? I think that's my co-main as the fourth. I don't necessarily have a six as of now, but I can definitely try to f- think of one. But that was going to be my co-main with another title fight here as the main with uh, Pena and uh, Pennington. I think so. Yeah, I think that's my co. That. I, I was uh, I was disrespectful to the women, which usually never happens with me. Um, how dare you? No, maybe they'll stack it up, me. though, brother. Maybe they'll stack it up. You never know, right? You I never know. Stack it up with any women's card, any women's fights here for the International Fight Week. Because International Fight Week is for the boys, dude. 
Um, so, uh, all jokes aside, my co-main event, you're going to love this. Um, I got Armand Saruki and getting that quick win over Charlie Oliveira and having a very quick turnaround, folks, and fighting for the belt over a fresh off of Ramadan, Islam Makhachev. Oh, that'd be fire. I think they put him out there. I think uh, Dana tries to fight the we're saving him for Saudi Arabia allegations and, and puts him on International Fight Week in Vegas for us boys. Um, I think that's a huge fight. I think Armand Sarukian fought him at, what, 22 years of age for his debut fight in the UFC. Took him the distance. Uh, believe it was a split decision, if I'm not mistaken, without looking anything up. Um, could be wrong on that one. I know it was a decision, though. Uh, either way, Armand Sarukian put up a hell of a fucking fight. Pushed Islam a little bit, more than anybody else has in recent years. And um, I think that's a great co-main event. Add Max, tell me how that makes you feel. I like it. I like it. It's a good one. It's exciting as shit, and uh, I don't know, it makes sense. Like, it logically makes sense. I like it. Yeah, it does make sense. Definitely makes sense. Oh, man, we'd be spoiled. I will say, I mean, the only wild card of that is, like, if I had to take a cheap way out and add another fight, I would definitely love to see Islam on there. But Justin Gaethje could be another one, potentially. If, uh, if he beats Max, I mean... You Why think not he's give him actually not take any damage though? Like that's tough. Yeah. How yeah. long will it? Yeah, well, yeah, I mean it's fair. That Justin doesn't Max. care. Max it, has never like... been dropped. He's he's never been finished. Yeah, because that's, it's a BMF. Me, like, is it five rounds or is it three? Do we know that for sure? It's, it's gonna be five. It's still considered a title even if it's a fake title. It's five rounds. Damn. And they'll be. They haven't confirmed, but I I would I would bet my left testicle on it. It is a five round fight, brother. That's my favorite one. It deserves to be. <laughs> yeah, and that'd be like less than eight weeks away. Yeah, that's probably uh, that's probably too close. You're probably right. It probably would be Armand or Charles Olives if he wins. But Armand, man, that'd be that'd be a fun matchup. I think you're on that one for sure. I know you're right about it. Um, yeah, man. I know that. I know that. Yeah, I'm not mad at that match. I'm not mad at that. That was almost my main pick for this one. Uh, you guys are either going to love or hate my main. It's one of those. Ooh, let's hear it. Are we Are we ready? Is it main time right now? Is it time? I think we're there. Oh, my goodness. It's there. time! Well, <laughs> if that's the case, uh, I guess we'll go ahead and get right on into the main event here, folks. Um, I'm going to be honest. When it comes to this next guy, uh, for about three years, he had all of us fans yelling, Where are and then he finally came back and he lasted like 30 seconds in there like a like a, a young man getting into the saddle for the first time and then since then it's been where are you and i'm so sorry he wants to fight an old man tonight um we're talking about john jones folks and you already know um i think the fight that we will get as the main event of the evening of international fight week it's going to be John Jones versus Stipe Miocic. Um, it was supposed to happen last year at International Fight Week. Got, got postponed, got canceled. Uh, after they sold all the tickets, uh, sold some wolf tickets, as the Diaz brothers like to call them. I, I think they end up giving it back to us people, uh, we the people. I think they make it right, and uh, I think we get a hell of a fight, folks. 
I, that's what I have as my main event. I think if John Jones comes back, there's just nobody in the world that out headlines him, not even Conor McGregor. And I think that if Dana White is saying that Conor McGregor's announcement of fighting on IFW is incorrect, it's because he's planning on slating him on a different fight card. And he would only push Conor McGregor or push back against Conor if he had a John Jones fight week. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the big, I guess, question mark here, right? Is Conor McGregor going to be on this card? Because if it's him and Chandler or if it's him and Nate Diaz, that's the automatic main card. I mean, I guess that's kind of the dark horse you can definitely make a case for. Um, or at least that a lot of us would want to see for sure. But man, that's a fun one. One of that I'm kind of hoping for, but it sucks because as I'm doing research on the kid, it's ran into some recent uh, legal issues that, you know, you never want to see. But I'm talking about a Jamal Hill getting his title shot against an Alex Poetan Bejeda. No, I know, man. Bummer. He um, made some mistakes, Did had some owies, did some boo-boos, did some no-nos. <laughs> But um, yeah, yeah, I that would be a matchup I'd love to see that can headline um, a, a fight, international fight week. Alex Bahada Poetan, one of the best in our current just day and age of just legendary fighters, legendary what he's done in his UFC career thus far. Um, <laughs> like everybody not only mentioned here, he hit his brother. Maybe he just needs to get in the octagon, blow off some steam. I think you're absolutely right, man. It's probably what he needs to do here. So that'd be my pick. Not necessarily the best in terms of PR on that front, but hey, if we're not getting Connor or Nate, if we're not getting Connor or Chandler, then uh, or Islam, then then I think we're going to see Alex defending his title against a Jamal Jamal Hill. That's a good one. That's a real good one. I I mean I was been considering that matchup there and trying to think where to sprinkle it in and if he's going to be back in time from that injury and stuff i cannot wait for those two to get after it whenever it happens that's a that's a good one there i like it that's your main event right yeah that's the main strap on the line damn let's go what you got Matt max what you thinking Man, so I was actually going to the heavyweight division like Olin was, uh, but in a different different route here. Uh, I wasn't thinking that John Jones was going to be ready in time. Uh, and as a consequence, I think Dana is going to have a little bit of uh, come to heart here, a little bit of realization that the things need to get moving, and he's going to put the actual unification on the line here, and he's going to throw together old Tommy Aspinall and Cyril Gaon. Uh uh-oh, no sound from you, Olin. You're going shit out of it. There's no... It's tripping out. Yeah, we'll suck your shirt off here. What are we doing, Olin? Oh, God. What's going on? Um, But, yeah, I think I think it's a great matchup. I think it's a fun one. Uh, it should get the fan base behind it. Both of these dudes kind of are the, the fighters representing their country at the moment, or at least the lead fighter representing. And, yeah, I think it moves. I think it moves the line. I'm down for it. I think if that happens, it'd be the greatest John Jones fail of all time. Just hands down. Uh, but yeah, I'm fucking here for it, bro. <laughs> I'm I'm over the John Jones holding up the, the belt. Uh, I think we need to unify the belts with, with Tom Aspinall. I think we need to have a coming a coming to census talk here. Um, yeah, man. Like, the whole John Jones situation with Stipe is just driving me absolute batshit crazy, man. It's... Um, there's just no reason for it. He's in the prime of his career and he's sitting on the shelf on purpose, waiting to fight an old man. 
And I say that with all due respect to Stipe, as a Stipe fan, even though he beat my boy DC twice, uh, two out of three. Uh, still a huge fan of his. Um, I had to watch one of those fights while in fucking New Orleans at an Airbnb. Literally worst placement to watch DC lose a fucking fight. I went out and drank fucking hand grenades on Bourbon Street. After that. Just the worst fucking time. Um, brother, 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 brother. Um, that being said, I love I love that fight. I think it's fantastic. Anytime you put Tommy Aspinall in there with anybody, you might as well just turn me into Fry from Futurama and uh, you know take my money. <laughs> because, because I'm here, bro. Like I, I like Tommy. I think he's fantastic. Um, what I'm really, really, I, I wouldn't say curious about, but more intrigued by is the fact that I don't think any of us had. Uh, I think any of us had Patty on our cards, do we? That was the only one I maybe entertained it against Jim Miller on 300, but that was a oh, crazy fuck. dream one. But aside from that, that's lightweight arousing, bro. Like the thought of Jim Miller just chinning the fuck out of Patty Pimblet. Oh man, that was my swap for Bobby Green. I was thinking with the with the name behind it and the fan base and everything else that it's a very winnable fight for Jim Miller. Pop that yeah. one as like the lead of the prelims or something. That's a yes. I mean, that's all day long. Yes, I love that. What, what do they say in uh, fucking Kenny Powers? I can feel it down in my plums. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I feel that one. I'm feeling that one all the way down in the plums, man. That's a good one. Let the boy watch. Let the boy watch <laughs> as his father did. And let him learn. <laughs> let him learn in his prior. <laughs> <laughs> let the kid watch let the boy watch <laughs> uh, what a great what a great uh, character our boy Will Ferrell plays in that he's found a down show shout out honestly incredible we need to get Grasso in there that just dawned on me I know I was trying to figure that one out too man, I do think it's gonna grass or what oh yeah, man no um, I went a different route with my female fighters. Who would you well, want to see Grasso fight and defend against? That's the question. I think we Winchfield? Unless. No. 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 I don't know what you're saying, but I'm here for your it. Oh. I'm here for your it. <laughs> oh, I'm making myself laugh with the jokes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Um, yeah. I think I think either one of those fights would actually be a really really fun matchup. Or uh, Aaron Blanchfield. I would like to see Aaron Blanchfield versus Manol. Is that is that scheduled? It is. Oh, that's why I mentioned that. <laughs> yeah, I didn't even, I didn't realize that's scheduled. I uh, yeah. Okay, then winner of that for sure. <laughs> I think it's a match. But when is that fight taking place? It's. It, I feel like it's next month, right? Uh Oh no, March thirtieth. That'll be tough. That'll be tough to run back. Tough. That'll be a tough turnaround. March thirty. April, May, June. That's three months. As long as they don't get like super bad lacerations, mm-hmm. it should be okay. It should be an okay turnaround. Like concussion protocol will be ninety days. It'd be. Actually, I mean, it, 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 I mean, pretty damn close. Yeah. <laughs> it'd have to be, it'd have to be a landslide. Go in there and have like a flawless performance. Exactly, exactly. Home, the opposition's lunch money to get that fight. Actually, <laughs> now, uh, matchup wise, if anybody's going to do it, I mean, Blanchfield's 
She's a monster. Or or Manon. They could give it to Manon Jessica Andrash. Like you got to think if if Blanchfield comes in for a quick takedown, it could be the next. It could be a female Askren versus Jorge, brother. Good. But it would just wouldn't be a flying knee. I think she'd hit her with like a classic tie round kick. Step back, boom, Oof. or a, a step back switch kick. I think it'd be fucking disgusting. Oh, I just, okay. I just literally saw it in my head. Oh God, I'm gonna dream about that tonight. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna Hello. Dream about that tonight. Oh, oh. Um. So I mean, this this is available on YouTube and Twitch. So I feel like we should talk a little bit of video games for funsies. Um, Mad Max had a stream earlier. You were playing what was it, Deathloop? Yeah, I've been messing with that lately. I'm kind of starting to get the hang of it here. It's it's like a real weird, complicated. It seems like a real thing. complex game. Yeah, <coughs> yeah, it very much is. It's like Bethesda's attempt at almost like a Majora's Mask type thing, where it's a, a whole time loop that's going over and over, and you kind of have to like pick items that you can bring with you. So you're managing that, and you you know you can only bring them through loops. But it's fun. It's a fun game. The the style's yeah. cool. That's that's probably the biggest thing is the style. It's like a seventies stylistically kind of it looks vibe. dope. Yeah, the art and everything. I it really almost like feels that. like um, what's that other game that was it Bethesda that did it uh, with like the the big daddies and the little sisters. Oh, uh, Bioshock. Bioshock. It has yeah. a Bioshock vibe to it, but like 100. Well, and it is a Bethesda game, so yeah, 100. Okay. Yeah, that tracks. Um, are are you a fighting game person at all? Uh, you mean like Street Fighter and Tekken and all that? Yeah. Marvel vs. Capcom, man, that was my shit. I used to play the piss out of some Marvel vs. Capcom. I love NBC. Uh, NBC That's 2 fire. takes the cake. Uh, obviously, I think if you're a real NBC fan, you got to say that. Oh yeah. Uh, if you don't, I will fight you in real life. NBC <laughs> two. Um, and if you say you play MVC and you can't tell me your your team of three for MVC two, then I don't believe that you actually play MVC. Um, is it just a fact? You know what I'm saying? I'm trying to play right now, brother. Um, that being said, Marvel vs. Capcom two arcade sticks go to team gotta be Cable, Captain America, and War Machine. Damn. Damn, good matchup. We're, we're similar there. I was a uh, I was a Spider Man Wolverine Cable. Oh, I would sometimes switch out um, War Machine for Wolverine. I played the Wolverine and Cable or a uh, Captain America swap. Captain America getting there occasionally. Oh, nice. Uh, there you go. There you go. Cable and Cap work really, really well together. Do you have an MVC team of three there, Nano? Yeah, I mean, and no team starts without my captain. I'm talking Ryu. I mean, that's just that's the, that's my guy every time, anytime. Uh, I was say, I was say, this, this captain, right big, here? big Ryu guy, other uh, captain, different captain. I'm a team Capcom on this one, but uh, definitely going Ryu for sure. And then oh, always throwing Wolverine in there, and then probably Hulk is my third. Just oh, just OP powerhouse, bro. OP, sure. OP. He's and it's just fun. Wanted to be good with, but I could never like save him out. Him and Juggernaut. I sucked with Hulk. There, Juggernaut. There. I was better with than Hulk. I will. I will openly admit. Um, I was. I've, but I've never been good with Hulk. Like I don't know why. His move set. He just feels so fucking clunky to me. It's like in Tekken, Jack. Um, like I used to play Tekken when I was a child. Like the first Tekken, right? The first and second one with my dad, and my dad would whoop my fucking ass as Jack. And I like I would try and play Jack, and I'm like, how is he good with this guy? This guy sucks dick. Like he's not good at all. He's slow. He's clunky. He feels like a tank when he moves. Mm-hmm. But my, my dad would play him like he's fucking Jackie Chan, bro. Like just 
dancing around and shit. Um, so I don't get it. Uh, certain characters, like if you're good with Hulk, chef's kiss to you, brother. I tip my hat. I understand how the hell you do it, though. <laughs> with oh, all yeah. due respect. I didn't say I'd win a lot of these, but he was in my lineup. <laughs> um, that sound that he made, too, is what I actually associate with that game. Like when you would go in the arcade, the Hulk like him screaming is what you would hear oh! from the yeah exactly that's what you would hear from the, <laughs> the yeah. super silly silly shy guy says his team spider-man wolverine and ryu Ooh. oh nice. i'm shocked yeah. spider-man on there uh we called him spider shan when he was my roommate <laughs> and power world power world yeah i've been playing that the last like two you mean pokemon games. with guns it's yeah it's pretty fun the multiplayer on it's where it's at of course but it's actually it's pretty fun. i haven't i haven't played it yet but it is on game pass so i'll probably download it i'll be honest with you uh i haven't played a whole lot of games this week it's been a very busy work week um but i did play one game for like an hour today before this stream that was tekken 8 uh i got that early access because i did the pre-order of the ultimate edition been a tekken diehard for a long long time um man i love that game i already started playing it's fantastic uh the the little character story modes are very very fun the post post win videos are hilarious for some of them uh so far they're hilarious for most of them um moveset is very slick character customization very fun so far hope they add more to it but it's still very very fun uh, i don't know if either of you guys have watched the series warrior on hbo max um soon to be on netflix i'd imagine because fun fact warrior it was written by Bruce Lee when he was in a hospital bed thinking he has broken his back and would never walk again. So he wrote this whole concept of the Chinese coming over in the 1800s, settling into America, getting racially mistreated, opium wars, a lot of, a lot of things. Um, and years later, his wife and his daughter, they, they got it produced by HBO and they got uh, one of the guys from Mortal Kombat in there. He's one of the main characters. Um, it, it's an incredible show. One of the best shows I've watched in the last 10 years. Incredible called warrior it's on hbo max and you know it's good when it got canceled after season one and so many petitions arose that they brought it back and did two more seasons <laughs> oh and by the way it got canceled again just last week but a day before they announced they canceled it on hbo max it was made public that netflix acquired seasons one through six mind you there are only three seasons so probably going to come out with three more seasons probably going to be readily available on netflix early to the party i highly recommend you check it out on hbo max um that being said first thing i did was uh i changed martial law into the main character from that show it's very easy to do with the customization <laughs> i'm literally awesome. gonna make a video after this and uh tag the actor in it because <laughs> they like now when you nice. do the character portraits for your customized there's a green screen option so i just saved it to my xbox thing upload it to canva Black out the green screen and put him in front of a warrior show backdrop. That's like, hey, check it out. I made a song in Tekken. <laughs> you said it's in early That's access sick. right now? Uh, yeah, it's in early access right now. I think uh, the reg the base version of it comes out tomorrow like or the, the next Bowling day. in the old one. Or in some of the yes. old ones, dude. So much fun. Dude, all the mini games that they came up with in Tekken were really great. Even like the, mm -hmm. the very first PlayStation game. Because it's it made by Bandai, or not Bandai, it was made by uh, like Namco, right? So the first one that came out, Namco also made, uh, also made Space Invaders. So when the first one came out, PlayStation 1 notoriously had shit loading times. It's a fact. Like, not shitting on PlayStation as an Xbox guy. Xbox, the original Xbox had pretty shit load times too, folks. Uh, but we didn't have Tekken. 
And Tekken was really smart with what they did with their load screen. So on the PlayStation 1, they had it set up to well, when the game was opening and it was doing the massive loading, it made you play Space Invaders for like 30, 40 seconds. So you didn't notice how long it was taking. That's smart. Bro, Good I loved it. Yeah. Good utilization of the stuff that they've already got. And it's like, you it's a nature of the beast. You're going to have the loading time. So you might as well try and do something with Thanks. it creative. And it's something that doesn't take any bandwidth or slow down the loading time. It's, it's essentially like the uh, when your internet crashes and you're using Chrome, how they have the little frog thing that you do with the space bar. Mm -hmm. It was the original version of that. It's like, oh, you're stuck on this page? Play game. <laughs> it's those little, it's those little things that really make games pop like that, too. It's those little... Like I remember this 20 years later. <laughs> like, yep. It stood out, right? It worked. Also... I got to say, um, since Shan asked as well, how's Tekken 8? Uh, it's fantastic, Shan. Um, one of the best character lists out of the gates that I've seen in a Tekken game in a very long time. Uh, and again, the customization options are very fun. They have a, an ongoing story for it, and they also have character episodes. So like, if you just want to play through Steve Fox's story and see what happens to him at the end, you can do that in like 20 minutes. Makes it very easy. Um, and... Also, unlike the last games, if you've ever played Tekken or Mortal Kombat or Street Fighter, a lot of the customization options are locked behind like an in-game paywall. Like you don't just spend real money on it, but you have to play and grind and get 100,000 gold or 100,000 zinni or whatever their money currency in game is to spend on the cosmetic items. You beat one character episode in this game and you get a million gold. That's I literally told Mara, I was like, probably just going to play through as many of these character episodes as I can before they do an update and realize that they fucked up by setting it at a, a million gold. Because, like, I have three million gold, and the most I've spent on a cosmetic item is 50k. Oh, that's so I'm just like, yeah, I'm like, I'm like, I don't think they knew the scaling that they were setting up for this. No, not at all. Or they're just cool with the fans. Yeah, I would be banking that shit while you can. Yeah, I literally, I told Mary, because like, I don't think they'll retroactively take money out of my gold pot. But I do think that they'll probably be like, what the fuck were we thinking? Everybody's already bought all the cosmetic items. Might be just ramped up for early access, too. It might oh. go down whenever the main one comes out. That's a really good call. Might bait or uh, strike while it's hot. On that shit. Yeah, exactly. I, I it's hot. So are you a Tekken guy? I played it a little bit here and there. Actually, my girlfriend plays it more than I do. She's like all about it, and she's the one who told me to play the bowling and shit like that. Her and her brother are like all about it. Let's go. Yeah, they're they're big on it. So I played it with her some. I was definitely more Marvel's Capcom, Street Fighter, uh, those those whole that genre. Mortal Kombat a little bit here and there. Oh, I love Mortal Kombat. I definitely fucked with Mortal Kombat. Yeah, that was kind of more my my speed, especially growing up having the Sega Genesis Mortal Kombat on that bitch. Okay, go to Mortal Kombat character all time. Uh, if I any if all picks here, I like Reptile. It's a Reptile guy. Okay. All right, all right. Oh, all Reptile's right. sick. Yeah. I'm not mad at Reptile. Nah, it's sick. Yeah, Baraka is always the fun one Ooh, for me. Just Barack Obama, go with the swords. Barack Obama. President of Mortal Kombat. Great one. Oh, yeah, baby. Uh, listen here. I'm going to cut you with the blades in my wrist. Hell yeah. <laughs> scary looking guy, you know, the swords. And, and I think it was always because my brother was like Scorpion or Sub Zero all the time. So I had to try to like go alternatively, but Braco's one that sticks out. Who's your guy, Olin? Um, so 
not gonna lie to you. Uh, first time I ever played Mortal Kombat, I played it on a Sega Genesis, and it was with the twins in the trailer park, Blake and Drake, and uh, they, you know, they whooped my ass, and uh, they made fun of me, and they were like, "You don't even get to play with Scorpion. You're a Johnny Cage." And so I played with Johnny Cage, and from that point on. I learned Johnny Cage's moveset. And I, I'll i be honest with you, I don't think his moveset's changed in fucking 22 years. No, so I i will make people rage quit with Johnny Cage. Um, Johnny Cage is that guy, and I am that player. Um, oh, let's if, go. If there's a close second, you already know it's your boy Smoke. Where there's smoke, there's fire. And your boy's all about that fire. Smoke was dope. That was smoke like was the, the most annoying player Legends in Mortal Kombat 11. Too. Yeah. Back in the day, though, man, that was like a character that was like rumored, and you know that was pre-internet shits where everybody was like, "Man, he was a robot." Like they've changed his character design so much. Yeah, it was sick. He was like Cyrax and Sector originally. Him and like Ermac were like rumored ones, and I was like, "Man, this shit's crazy." Yeah. OG Ermac was so fucking cool, bro. Did you see that they're they announced that they are starting filming on the second Mortal Kombat movie? They just wrapped. They wrapped yesterday or day before. I saw an article on it. Hell yeah. Yeah, I follow all the actors on that because most of them are like part of that warrior show. Mm-hmm. And I love that show. I'm like obsessed with it now. So like I started following them and they always post about it or they have been recently. So like, yeah, uh, that bodybuilder, Martin Ford, giant fucking bald guy, jacked with all the tattoos. He's playing um, Shao Kahn. Good pick. Yeah. And like th- like the the guy like Joe Taslam and the other dude uh, from the Mortal Kombat movie, the first one, they like both went to the gym with him and they're like, that was terrible. <laughs> yeah, because like they're both like actual martial artists like i don't know if you know but joe taslam from the first mortal kombat movie he's like a two or three time judo champion in 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 real life um and they got him out there doing like fucking spinning tornado kicks and shit uh which is just insane that's like when you find out the guitarist from your favorite band was a nationally ranked fucking drumline drummer in high school <laughs> That that's an actual story about one of the kids that I know from Bossier City, Louisiana. He's like the guitarist of this band that's done world tours, and uh, he was like the number two ranked drummer in the nation in high school. And I'm like, you play guitar? When did that even fucking happen? You gotta feel like for the drummer on the band when it's like the guitarist is like, no, let me show you a better way to do that. Well, I got this. <laughs> Have a seat. I got this, pal. Just throws his guitar around his back. He's like, <laughs> kids, a savant. Dude, I'm telling you. Um, yeah. Like, I, I just feel like. Yeah, man. It's a lot. Um, but Mortal Kombat, man. Mortal Kombat is definitely one of those games where I feel like it's it's universal. Everybody has played. Everybody has a character. Um, and with the movies, I don't know. Have you guys both seen the first one? The original or like the reboot? Well, I mean, the original. If you haven't seen it, I don't think I would have invited you to the show. Yeah, the original, that was the first soundtrack I ever got when I was a kid. Got the Mortal Kombat soundtrack, and I got a Goofy movie soundtrack. Oh, that's a banger. That's a banger. It's a joy, joy. Hell yeah, dude. The the original is classic. But yeah, I just just watched that newer one, uh, God, not probably six months ago, something like that. Somewhere at ballpark. I thought it was fun. Fucking love it. Love it. Yeah, it was a decent it's decent. I mean, it's better than the fucking the second one from back in the day. That cheese. I thought it was fun. I mean, the second Mortal Kombat Armageddon. I think we can say is we can all agree is one of the worst movies of all time. Mm-hmm. Not even video game movies. Just one of the worst movies of all time. Um, 
you 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 did perfect casting for Johnny Cage in the first movie, and then you not only recast him, but you kill him in like fucking six minutes. Not even yeah. that. Fun fact: Do you know why they recast him? Mm-mm. Because the original actor read the script and found out they were killing him off and said, "Fuck this." Ah, that's lame. Yeah, good for him. Uh, also, like fun fact: guy. Did you know that Tom Cruise was a big fan of Mortal Kombat? And tried to get onto the set, which was on a remote island, uh, because he was filming, I think it was Mission Impossible or some shit around the same time. And uh, they wouldn't let him on the set. <laughs> Don't stay off. Well, they had originally tried to cast him as Johnny Cage, and like scheduling conflicts and money didn't work out. So they were like, fuck you. You can't come. Damn. Like you already said no. <laughs> Yank, yanked his card. Fuck him. And I think we can all also agree that, like, when it comes to Mortal Kombat Armageddon, like, Worst recasting ever for Raiden. Oh, you're talking. Uh, yeah, Hi- you went from the Highlander movie? to the No Lander, bro. I fucking love the original <laughs> guy. He's so funny too. I can't think of his name. The right original now. guy was the guy from the Highlander. Yeah, I know. I'm trying to think. Of they didn't even pay him. Uh, it's more common Annihilation. Uh, yeah, that's what it was. Land. Oh fuck, Christopher. He's Lambert. in. He's in a lot of like other fucking random movies, and I'm like, oh my god. Yeah, Christopher guy, Lambert. Bro. That's his name. Christopher Lambert. Yes. <laughs> yes. That dude, dude is the fucking weirdest guy of all time. He's dude, awesome. the guy from the first movie though, like literally, he found out that they were running out of movie or running out of movie, but they were running out of money. So he basically told him like, pay the other actors, pay the stunt actors, don't worry about paying me. He did most of the money for free. He paid for his own flight to the fucking premiere. Like, dude, you should look up the facts of filming. It's wild. All the <laughs> shit that happened on the first one. Dude that played Luke Kang got like three ribs broken in the final fight scene. Filmed it. With the three broken ribs because they were running short on film time on the fucking island. When they first got there, they had no bathroom and had to shit in an outhouse that they built with the fucking set crew. Like, brother, it's insane. (laughs) (laughs) I just like Chris or Lambert in it. He's that dude's something else. His fucking laugh in that movie. (laughs) It's like, yeah, (laughs) exactly. He's so perfect, dude. Christopher Lambert is so fucking perfect as Raiden, though. You got to admit, like the story of Raiden. Homie's a demigod who's kind of just a douchebag. Yeah. Like, he has so much power to make a difference. He's kind of like the Watcher from Marvel. He's all, I can only watch. Can't intervene. But but you're also one of the most powerful fucking beings in the universe. What are you doing? Is that new one, like, a continuation of the storyline? Where are they at on the storyline on those? Like, do you do you actually play them enough that you know where they're fucking at in it or no? The game? Yeah, because it's... I know they've rebooted a couple times. So, uh, are you talking about for, for MK1, the newest one that came out? Yeah. Didn't that they, one didn't follows just... the storyline to some extent of the, the last one. Because gotcha. if you played through the last one, they essentially... I don't want to say they rebooted the game, but they, they left the story open to be rebooted because Liu Kang became a time god, essentially, or an elder god. Mm-hmm. And he's essentially like, think of like Thanos with a time stone. Like he can rework the entirety of the universe. And that's essentially what Liu Kang did in Mortal Kombat 1. So when you start the story without any spoilers, essentially there's no Liu Kang in the universe because now he's a time god. Hmm. But because Raiden is not a time god or an elder god, he is part of this universe. So Raiden is essentially the Liu Kang. That's cool. It's very weird. It's very timey wimey, but it's so much fun, bro. Yeah, I like that kind of shit. It's a fun. It's a fun story. I haven't finished the the MK one story yet, but it's a lot of fun so far. Interesting. Yeah, I need yeah, to. I definitely would recommend it those. if you're a Mortal Kombat guy. It's it's a lot of fun. They have a lot of really really nice characters. Damn, 
I'm about two or three behind on those. I got I got some catching up to do. Oh, so you haven't played through uh, Mortal Kombat 11? I'm trying to remember which one I had last. They did a free one, I think, a little while back on PlayStation. But for the life of me, I feel like it was 10, but I can't I can't recall. I'd have MK10 was a lot of fun. It set up stuff for 11. But if you like wanted to skip to one, I feel like if you started on Mortal Kombat 1, you'd feel a lot of like, what the fuck? So I feel like you should probably play Mortal Kombat 11, play through the storyline. Like me and Mare played through that. We just took turns going through the fights. And a mind fuck of a story, bro. It's like a Marvel Universe kind of situation. Um, and then MK1 is just a very, very fun continuation of it so far. So a lot of, lot of timey-wimey stuff, a lot of like multiversal kind of travel. But I, I feel like it's a, it's a very well-composed story, especially for a Mortal Kombat game. Hmm. You get down on any of those newer ones, Nano, or not really? no no not really man i, I gotta get back on the gaming for sure i've been kind of mia uh over the last couple of years since i moved out here but yeah. i'll get back on you guys are motivating me for sure <laughs> you're trying man Got we're trying man try man got this wedding planning but best believe once that's over a little more time to relax yeah. you say married married nano is gonna be a gamer I'm ready for it <laughs> <laughs> make the wife happy just, just the hobby she wants me to pick up as a married man for sure. <laughs> I think, I think it's a hobby that'll keep you out of trouble, brother. <laughs> yeah, um, true that. So, with that being said, guys, uh, we've enjoyed you sticking with us for gosh, just a little over two hours at this point. That's it for UFC 300. That's it for our picks for what we think should line up UFC International Fight Week. And we even got to have a little bit of fun side banter about some video games and TV shows. Um, whether you're new here, old here, returning, anywhere in between. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, smash that bell for notifications. And as always, as we like to say on this show, keep on going, keep on growing. And we will see you next week, folks. Thanks again. You've been listening to the MMA Anomaly Show. No filter. As you may have been able to tell, we dig the MMA, and our passion is to dive deep into the upcoming fights, give you our expert breakdowns, and help you make sense of all the chaos that is the fight game. We hope you've enjoyed the show. If you did, make sure to like, rate, and review. We'll be back soon, but in the meantime, make sure to find us on YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Twitch at MMAnomaly. Be cool, and we'll see you next time.